0: Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 24 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, and first of all, apologies for the long gap between this episode and the last one. It's been one of those situations where life has just got in the way. But, never fear, we're back, we've got a load more episodes lined up, and it's going to start, as it always does, with a bumper entertainment episode. So please sit back, relax, and get comfortable, as I'm joined by Chris and Ramrod. So, gentlemen, we are back together, it's been a while. It's been bloody ages.
1: It's... <laughs> it's... Let, let me just uh, say hello. Ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, is that Diet Coke by any mm. chance, or Diet Pepsi? Doctor Pepper. Is it?
1: Otherwise known as Tatra Mokna, as my Polish lovely Polish friend Dagmara in work tells me, Mokna means strong. So I'm drinking <laughs> the strongest Polish lager available on the in Wrexham.
3: No.
1: Nice. This
2: this one's 7%. Ooh. Is it one of those oh. that you can taste like the alcohol or is it kind of like quite smooth or They vary. I
1: mean most of them it's like
2: mm this is really sweet and
1: I didn't expect it to be 8.9%. <laughs> but uh yeah, honest to god, it does
0: say on the can though.
1: Boggerty smack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm drinking, but it does the fucking trick.
0: Does it also say something like don't put anywhere near naked flame? Something, something like that, like that. Yeah.
1: something like that mate put it this way he's not my usual drug dealer the guy i go to for this drink but <laughs> whatever he sold me is doing
0: the trick <laughs> well, i look forward to it like a couple of hours from now and just seeing you know when you've cracked open another one or two and will you remember what you've said in this podcast it seems to be like a running theme like i know i see you the next day and you go what did I talk about on <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> I've dubbed myself a a beer werewolf. And all I can say is, like, I'm all right most of the time. But when that beer full moon comes out and I can just have a lot of beer, I, be, I wake up naked in the zoo the next day. And I go, what the fuck? So I'm a beer werewolf. So I'm hoping tonight, I've warned the girls in work that tomorrow morning I may turn up covered in blood and there may be newspaper reports. But <laughs> here we go. I'm having
0: a sip. Right. If you hear a scream, Chris, it's like the werewolf coming into this room and attacking me. But (laughs) unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do down there near wolves. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna do it because
2: obviously I've been drunk on uh, 80s Picture House when I appeared on that show. Yes. um, And uh, the same coin. Mm. So I haven't been drunk yet on this. I'm very professional when I do when we do this show. So Mm. I'm drinking a, a a cup of PG Tips tea. Wow. And a glass of water right next to me. How <laughs> boring is that? I so, think, but yeah. one day I will get hammered on the podcast.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's it. September, I think, is the first birthday. So, you know, that's be a good excuse.
2: Yep, wow. Definitely. Was it your
0: first birthday in
2: September? Yeah. Seriously. Wow. Jesus. Mm. Well, well done, guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Definitely.
2: Website's well, looking great, as always. Loads yeah. of new stuff on there. Loads of, you know, kind of... Um, Weird and wonderful stuff, stuff that I'd probably never watch, if I'm honest with you. What was it? Tina did a review? Was it of Three Women, was it called? Three Women, yeah. Some weird feminist I've bullshit. S- uh, so, uh,
1: you know what, I was thinking the same thing. So I'm gonna, I've got a copy of Three Women to review. I was like, well, you can review that then. I want to review the one that's called Blast Fighter.
0: Well, I see, I mean, <laughs> I've been reviewing stuff I'd never heard of, like that Mean Guns with Ice-T and Christopher Lambert in it. It's, I have never heard of that before. Sounded
1: awesome when you had it. It Was like, how the fuck don't I own this film and talk about it on a regular basis <laughs> with iced tea and Chris Falamba in it?
0: Not bad, is it? No, mm. but
2: there's some good stuff on there. As always, it's it's a it's growing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's fantastic. Very proud of it.
0: It is. It's a good sight. Yeah, it's a good. Despite what Dit says, it's a good sight. Oh, he's a dickhead. <laughs> Ignore him. <laughs> anyway i'm, I'm going to keep it on the subject of sort of alcohol related slightly because i'm going to start us off on television <gasps> and can you believe it or not it seems so long ago but since we last recorded and this is something we were all involved in we had eurovision 2015 oh yes ah, now we did now ramrod you came around here
1: uh, <sighs> i did i brought my good friend donkey with me dubbed donkey because apparently he's got a sizeable appendage but i (laughs) i debate that actually
0: (laughs) well you you both appeared with a load of beer there was already alcohol being consumed here and chris i mean you have like full-on parties the pictures you put up every year we've got to get down to you one time we do, and I mean, I'll, I'll totally blame my
2: uh, my wife. So when I first met her, um, obviously it's something that they've done for years and years and years. No Eurovision for me. I've always sort of never really watched the acts, but it's always been the scoring and stuff like that. And Terry Wogan's always been quite funny, and you know all that sort of taking the piss. Um, but. When I got with my wife, you know, girlfriend, as she was at the time, you know, you you do anything kind of thing just to impress a little bit. So I thought I didn't really like Eurovision, but I thought, fuck it, I'll watch it. But as the time's gone on, years have gone on, it's sort of like it's been a tradition. You know it's once a year isn't it for a few hours it's like yeah. you know it's a it's it is an excuse for a piss up it's an excuse to perv on the women to um look at the stupid crazy stuff that goes on which i have to say i was a bit disappointed with this year it seemed to be a bit more restrained There were actually got like, like you know people singing and it was a bit <laughs> you know depressing kind of you know the songs were quite sort of slow and you know kind of like navel gazing type songs and stuff like that do you remember the dancing the singing grannies a few years ago oh and god then, yeah uh, was it last year that was it? I don't know if there were the Polish uh, band, but they had like the sort of women, like kind of doing sexually kind of suggested things, like oh, churning butter. That was last butter. year, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. that? That was amazing. Um, but this year seemed a bit sort of like dull and stuff like that. But you know, th- this is embarrassing to say, but we even go as far as printing off little score sheets and then rating the outfits, rating the uh, the performance. <laughs>
1: what <give> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah give it an overall score but yeah it's once a year we get lots of food and drinking and it's good
0: fun but yeah it is fun because i remember i first got into it it was was it 74 when abba won it i think it was 74 and i remember watching that and then watching it religiously through the 70s and 80s and then i think it was like definitely nationally maybe sort of across europe during the 90s the popularity of it really waned Mm. but it is the one thing that's like really i mean because it's Come up very popular again over the last few years. Social media, isn't it? And it's Twitter that everybody's watching it and tweeting because we've done that the last few years, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it always makes me laugh, Chris, when you keep saying you always lose like so many followers every year <laughs> during your officiant.
2: It's it's E3. Um, and then it's Eurovision. Because it is just like, you know, I'm a complete... those the, the two days, I mean, I'm a dickhead most of the time, but those are the two days where I can imagine I would get on people's tits quite a lot because I'm, I'm just kind of tweeting non-stop, just sort of, you know, as you do, I guess. Hmm. Uh, especially And drunken tweets as well, they're the best ones. Um, so so <laughs> it, it, it's just like a running commentary, sort of like usually me saying, sort of, yeah, i do her. Yeah, i do her. And, and <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... It, <laughs> But uh, it's sort of just just random
0: things like that, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, Eurovision. So you enjoyed it this year? It was good. Yeah, like you said, it wasn't as good as last year, purely for um, for want of a better phrase, the freak factor of of watching different people and the different outfits. It would seem yes. it was a little bit more bland than it normally is, but you know the whole twitter thing and the laugh we had online and drinks and that side of it just makes it a good night and it's you know we should all get together one eurovision and have the big party and watch it together
1: what do you mean we
0: what's what's this we (laughs) i i wasn't really involved in all this now i was whoa whoa now before you get so you're not the one who's there is photographic (laughs) evidence of you stood in front of the television when last year's winner, if people can remember that, the, the he, she with the beard, you're stood in front of the television with your hand covering the beard <laughs> and your other hand down your pants. I you don't
1: know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dave, I was, so, I was pretty much halfway gone by the time I got there. I was under the influence, and you were probably making me do things at that point <laughs> like you do and uh, i don't know he, he was probably good looking he is a good looking man oh come on i'll be straight with you now right if he shaved that beard off he'd be fitter than a lot of women i know <laughs> you know my my beautiful girlfriend aside
2: he he is very hot for a dude <laughs>
1: His I'm figure, gonna... yeah, yeah
2: it's mental. I mean, it's, it's yeah. so confusing. It really is because you know, and I would. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, everybody's going on about Amber Rose at the moment
1: after turning up in oranges and new black, about being the great confuser between men and women, and what's what's what to like and what's not like. Amber Rose is a bird, straight up a bird with short hair and She's hot, right? This thing is a thing. Well, that's that's awful not it. This <laughs> this gentleman is a lady. Has he still got a witch? Has he still
0: got a witch? That's what I want to know. Has he got a willy? I, I would imagine so. Why are you hoping that he has? It's where's well, no, going to go?
1: No, I'm just wondering what the deal is down there because everything else is b- like a bird apart from his beard. And then you know, what's 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 he up to like uh, of a night? Not not that I, oh, it sounds awful, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> what what are you doing on Friday? You know, what's his preference?
2: Yeah, we he, don't know this. It is a bit, yeah. I mean, Sorry, I've thinking. just, I've just put a, a link into the chat, and there are some pictures. There's one from American Beauty of sort of like the rose petals in the bath, and Lovely. he, he's there, showing a bit of leg, and um, you know, uh, yeah, sure. he's got nice hair. <laughs> <So> I could <can laughs> say that much about him. Um,
1: See you shave that beard off now. I mean, I know this. There's folk listening to that now that haven't got like reference tools. But you get rid of that beard. That looks. It looks photoshopped on on that photo anyway. Yeah. You know, but fucking hell, his eyes are fucking gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a bearded Cheryl Cole.
0: Do you know what? (laughs)
1: That is bang on, mate. That is a little bit, isn't it? And I've got a right thing for Cheryl Cole. I've got a I've got a story to tell her when I meet her. <laughs> Jesus, Cheryl Cole is high up on the list for me. Even if she's a prick, I don't care. But that is like imagine you're in prison, Chris, and you've had a, a hard couple of years, and you've only had like like crackheads to shag and all this, and then Conchita's thrown in for fraud or something like that, and it's like hell yeah, let's get it on. Like Christmas and birthdays all coming up. Man <laughs> alive! Yeah, oh. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to. I might save.
0: Oh, on, just talk amongst yourselves a minute. No, all right. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll carry on because there's something. I think you're aware of this, Chris, but um, this is something that I introduced Ramrod to. Staying on the subject of television. Mm. Uh, and not not hermaphrodites. <laughs> no, you were yeah. already well aware of those. This my isn't no, more granny sex, is it? It's, no, 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 no. Unfortunately, not. Um, but this is something that i remember from my youth and it's that series 1 was in 1973 it's not abuse is it dave it's from my youth
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it, it's child abuse the series now on dvd <laughs>
1: i sorry go on i'll probably be going 10 minutes <laughs> it's this Polish lager, I told you it's a werewolf
2: effect. It's the fucking PG tips, are you?
0: <laughs> So, oh. I, re- I remember vividly... Um, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> I was gonna, the next <laughs> sentence is going to make it worse oh, because the, I'm going to say my dad made me watch it. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking
3: hell. <laughs> <up. laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Everything I say now is just going to have terrible connotations. I'll oh, get through it quick as you can, Dave, for <laughs> God's sake. Oh, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> Put in child abuse to one side. Oh. No. Oh, It's um, not a laughing matter. It's obviously not. Of course it's not. No. It's <laughs> a terrible thing. <laughs> but <laughs> this... Um, I might as well just come out with the fucking title now. So what is it? It's called Indoor League. (laughs) (laughs) And it's... It's... Imagine... Imagine um, a cross between, like, Bullseye and... Oh superstars back in the 70s but without the superstars it's presented by fred truman you must know fred truman chris a famous cricketer from cricket, back in cricket the day. Yeah, yeah yeah so he's like proper yorkshireman and he introduced because it's the early 70s he stood and he literally introduces the show with a pint of beer in one hand that he's drinking out of while he's introducing stuff and his pipe in the other and there's um and it's men and women off the street that they get in, and it's like in this conference hall of this big hotel, and it looks like a really dodgy sports hall that they're filming in. And they play, there's darts, um, there's bar billiards, there's, uh, what's whoa, what's it called? Is it push Penny? Push Half Penny?
1: Yeah, Push Penny, wasn't it? Or push
0: something? Penny is something it's called, yeah. Uh, arm wrestling, um, oh, what's the one with where they swing the ball and knock the things that stand up oh,
3: looks, oh fuck
2: knows not billiards skittles
0: or? skittles skittles as well they've got all that going on not billiards yet yeah so we're i mean i've got series one and two on dvd so we're, we're only three episodes into series one but the great thing about it is you sit and watch it and they go through all these different sports so we sat there watching it and we were picking picking who we're going to cheer for but because you've got to keep in mind when it was made. I mean, we're talking um, UK, view, UK viewers, UK listeners will know, um, oh, God, what was what was the, the 70s show with the guy and the black family next door? and Love the black, Thy Neighbour. Love Thy yeah. Neighbour. So it's that time. It's that period, right? So some of the references in it and some of the language is a bit iffy will probably not be broadcast today. Mm, right. Yeah, and there's a good case in point. I'll let Ramrod tell you about that because <laughs> I listened to it and I couldn't believe my ears and he come around and he, he backed it up and Tom, when he visited, he listened to it and he said that he heard the same thing as well. But it's so, I don't know, it's so 70s and it's so politically incorrect and it's just like, it's like crack for the eyes, mate, isn't it? I mean, what, what did you think when I first showed it to you? Yeah, you know, When they said, come around and watch this indoor league. Well, uh, do you know what, right? If you're going to
3: bring
1: something to the table now, it's got to be fascinating, hasn't it? Because we're, we're full of the weird and wonderful of yesteryear. And this show is like, I love stuff like, even though it's quite controversial these days, like in Sickness and in Health and Alf And I do, I'm fascinated by like how British sort of humour has evolved and entertainment has evolved. And this show is, it would fit perfectly. It, like If you put it on now on Dave, for example, that's a great channel for it, mm. and you put it on after Top Gear, it would have a rebirth, and there's no question about it, because from the first five minutes of Fred Truman sipping his pint of bitter, which was as black as the night, the shit he was drinking out of his old-school pint glass and uh, tooting his little pipe with his brown cardigan on and all this. Everybody wears brown, don't they? I mean, like, life on Mars is the most accurate depiction of the 70s for anybody in a, you know, from contemporary view of the past, everything was brown. And it really was because I just, I just was, a, I was like engulfed by brown (laughs) and northern types. And it was like American wealth in London when they go to the slaughtered lamb and everybody's a bit backward and all this. And it was literally (laughs) like that. They've got them into, like, a fucking, like, some auditorium, some, like, warehouse somewhere, where they'd have, like, an audience, and they're there to watch proceedings. They're watching the indoor league sports, but all these things are done in such a small scale that you couldn't actually watch what the fuck is going on anyway, because the biggest joke we've got is people watching the table football, and they're, like... 50 yards away from the table and you can see him in the crowd kind of standing up out of their seats trying to lean and see what's going on over the other side of the room. It's absolutely ridiculous what's going on but it's captivating oh, yeah. because as a sports fan you, you, just, you just, what did we do Dave? We picked somebody, we said we'll go for this guy here, we'll follow him and support him because yeah. there's a Welsh guy in it and racistly <laughs> for the 70s he's called Taff, isn't he of course. <laughs> Was it Taffy John? Taffy John, and you know, as a Welshman, I'm like, well, that's a bit of a piss taking it. And they wouldn't do it now, would they? They wouldn't call him Taffy John now. They just call him John, because that's his name. Not make a fact that he's Welsh. I'm surprised they didn't call him Sheep Shagger or something <laughs> like that. It's on it. It's so close to it, though, isn't it? It's so close to it. But I think it's the uh, the Polish lady, isn't it? And she's the landlady of a, a hotel, and she's playing table billiards, and she's very good. And her regular Um, opponent in her local is actually playing her there on on Indoor League. And uh, can I say this, Dave? Can I use this word? You can I'll edit it out, though. I'll beep it out, but you can say it. Beep beep it out, beep it out. Well, anyway, as they're playing each other, it cuts back to Truman. He's kind of like sipping his ninth pint because he's got all these empty bottles lined up on the pool table next to him. He must be trolleyed. And he says in his northern way, (laughs) oh, it was a right good shot that from her there. She's really propping up the table. The... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we, I mean, we and Dick, De- we lost our minds, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We just kept.
0: Fuck. all we did. We, sat there. we were rewinding God. it because we looked at each other. <laughs> did each just? And then, it? like, it was one of those like comic moments when our both our jaws dropped and we went, "No, we couldn't have said that." So it's like, okay, rewind it, skip back, skip back, listen, blah blah blah. <laughs>
3: I'm going, what?
0: Whatever the northern term he's using is Sounds
1: exactly the same as it But fucking every time we put it on and watched it It's like, it was fair game in the 70s To just call a woman who's good at table billiards Because she's good It probably just meant she's right all oh, good at it man. <laughs> Oh it's it's priceless. Honest to God. Any, any gentleman out there, because I, I can't imagine unless, the, unless the girl out there is really like got a good thing. It's such a bloke's thing. This it's it's as blokey as fucking, you know, I don't know. I I was going to say something awful then, Dave, about abuse again, but I better not. I think.
3: <laughs>
1: it's as blokey as a pint of bitter, this thing. It's, it's, dirty it's brown it's old you know they they're racist they're stereotypical it's fucking awesome
0: it is
2: (laughs) (laughs) you you don't want to know what i've just typed into google it's
0: (laughs) it's it's fred
2: truman (laughs) c-u-n-t i I can imagine the memes now i've got to see that (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh, it's good
0: well i think when i bought series one i got it from amazon and i it was less than two quid when i bought it and this was a good few months ago and then it's from Network on air, and season season series two, um, was in the network sale, and it was it was under a tenner, and it's two discs. It's series two as well, so we're putting a night to one side, aren't we, mate? And we're going to like plough through them and then uh, watch the rest. But it is, it's it's essential viewing. Trust me, Chris. If you get it and you start watching it, you'll be hooked. And each episode's only like twenty minutes. Because it used to be, I think it was on LWT, so they've edited out the adverts. So, you you know, you're done for an episode, like 20, 22 minutes, and it's just... It it is, it's so addictive when you start watching it. So I'd recommend it to everybody that listens to this. You've You've got to buy Indoor League on DVD. It was it, brilliant. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because when you put up, like, a, a picture of it on Twitter or wherever it was, and I thought, what the hell is you watching that shit for? You know, it, it's, oh, man, I've got to watch this. No, it sounds incredible.
1: <laughs> it is. You won't regret it, mate. You really won't. Oh. My, my life is better from having seen it because it's, it's one of those things that if it ever cropped up in conversation, I... I... Wouldn't want to be the guy that says, I've never heard of that. I want to go, oh yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. You know, because it is one of those things. As a bloke, you will just totally get it, how ridiculous it is. But I bet you start rooting for people in it and getting interested in what they're doing. Because as any sports fan does, it doesn't matter what the sport is. Even like rugby, I'm not even as a Welsh person, it's a national sport. I'm not a big rugby fan. But when the, the Six Nations starts, I kind of go, well, I may be interested a little bit. And it's the same with this. I'd never heard of table, what is it? Table billiards, bar billiards, before, yeah. bar billiards, yeah. and now I'm. I think I'm a fucking grandmaster at it. I think I could win a tournament now, <laughs> having watched these poor bastards play it in their brown suits.
2: I'm, I'm looking at some pictures of it now, and it, it looks like you know. Um, do you remember on the buses at one of the films, and they You're sort it, of like they had a tournament at the, the, the sort of like the yard or whatever, you know, and they were playing darts and stuff like that. All the women in these pictures look like Olive. From on the buses. <laughs> right. Or, or sort of like um, uh, Jack and Stan, you know, they, it's just, oh man, it just reminds me so much of that era.
0: There is in the first few episodes with uh, the table football, it's these two university kids and like Fred bigs them up as though they're like the world superstars and i think it's like they've not been beaten for something ridiculous like four years uh and then like they, they breeze through the first game and then they come up against this other couple who's supposed to be like really good and that and the tension in it I remember when we were watching it and it was like watching yeah. like england in a world cup final we were gripping the seats and cheering and that like the tense the tense atmosphere that was <laughs> that was built for watching this like 40 year old show where like four kids are playing table football but you do you just get really into it oh wow yeah it's brilliant it is it's good I've got one more TV thing Uh, I just wanted to bring it up briefly because I haven't finished the series yet Um, and it was something I was introduced to by my kids and it's some anime do either of you watch any anime
2: I've dabbled
0: I'm not I'm not a massive fan
2: but I have dabbled I've watched a bit here and there Well, I've
0: got, I was recommended three series by them, uh, and I watched the first episode of each three, and all three hooked me right from the beginning. Uh, So this first one that I decided to watch, it's got 37 episodes, and I've watched 11 of them so far, and it's something called Death Note. Um, And to break it down really quickly, um, it is a Death Note. It's a notebook that's up with all these weird demon gods Uh, and it comes, it falls down to earth and this kid picks it up and what happens is, if you write somebody's name in this death note, they then die. You control. And you can control the time that they die and the way that they die. So obviously the power of this goes to this kid's head. Loads more stuff happens. And I've never really been into anime, but this is is another thing that's got me hooked. Mm -hmm. And again, it's only like 20 minutes an episode, so I've just been watching one here and there. I think to get to, like, 11 episodes, it's taken me a few months. It's one of those, oh, I've got 20 minutes, I'll just watch an episode. But it's really, really good, you know. And for me to watch, you know, TV, it's got to be good. So yeah, I just thought I'd mention it now because I'll talk a bit more about it when I've got to the end of 37 and let you, let you know how it is at the end of it. But, yeah, it's worth uh, keeping in mind, mate. Definitely worth keeping in mind. This is you watching a TV show, Dave? Yeah, online when I've got, like, it's usually my lunch break.
1: And how got, long are these episodes? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So so two episodes is essentially an episode of Breaking Bad. And how many episodes are there? 37. Dave. You could have watched Breaking Bad.
0: I don't want to, though.
1: Oh, Dave! <laughs> I'm just going to open my uh, fresher foods packet of um, <laughs> pub
0: original pork crackling right now and just. That so we uh, did, we did talk about when we periscoped live before mm. we recorded this, and nobody bothered to come and watch.
1: Us. Nobody watched us. I nearly ate a whole packet of fresher foods, pub original pork crackling, and nobody watched me do it. So now I'm going to do it live on. Uh, well, it's not live, but you know whenever you listen to it in the year 2096 when you go listen to these stupid old dead bastards hmm <laughs> <laughs> fresher foods pork scratchings they're the only ones i really
0: enjoy and they were good though they were good oh they're really nice fair news sorry about all the noise but i'm gonna do this now you do know where the you do know where the mute button is don't you on that headset <laughs> i don't care i'm selling them right now <laughs> I'm nearly run out and I need more. <laughs> we will we will say that what we're gonna do we're gonna set up um a YouTube channel and the first video that we're gonna put on it is me and Ramrod are gonna do a video with all the, the fresher foods snacks that we we were sent. We're gonna do a video of them and then that will then lead into what we promised for ages is we're gonna do our top ten dips for pork scratchings and we did the list didn't we it was like oh good good few weeks ago now and we've got things you know we'll dip them into peanut butter and chili and chocolate and all that kind of stuff so that is coming uh we'll give the details out just watch like twitter and facebook and all that kind of stuff and we'll we'll say when we've done the video and the youtube channel be up and then we'll start doing videos and chris obviously you'll be involved and we'll start putting stuff online on there too
2: Mm, awesome
0: yeah that's good. so that's my TV stuff done so if either of mm. you have got any TV stuff jump in if not either of you jump in with uh, the next topic of entertainment that you want to go with
1: well if I may I've got a tiny little TV thing to mention and mm. um, it, it, it hasn't started yet it's something I'm
2: excited about and mm. I just wanted to spread the word um, now oh you're right, Chris I am I'm, <laughs> I, well I'm, I'm thinking hey, are we going to say the same thing but Go on, you, you, you do it. All right, then. Is it something to do with Michael Crichton? No. Oh, it's
1: not. Well, that's all right then. Is you. It even
2: more exciting. So, I've got something exciting right, to, to talk about as well, but you go for it. Go
1: well, I've been, I've been keeping track of this, and um, it's something J.J. Abrams has been behind, and uh, Jonathan Nolan as well, Christopher Nolan's brother and writing partner um, from the amazing Batman movies and Inception and whatever. But J.J. Abrams behind something is always sparks my interest obviously because he's saving star Wars and um, he's, he's re-adapting uh, Michael Crichton's uh, Westworld for HBO. Oh. Mm. Um, now, when I first heard it, I thought, Oh God, well that movie is awesome. You know, it's such a great sci-fi movie. And uh, I think it's Richard Benjamin in the lead, isn't it? With uh, James Brolin and your Brynner famously as the psychopathic robot. But having looked at the casting on this, I've gone, Holy shit. Now, it was 1973 or four when the movie came out and it still stands the test of time now. It really does. Obviously with special effects have moved on so much, they can only make it bigger in scope, can't they? But I think um, Richard Benjamin's character is being played by James Marsden this time around, which is quite nice casting because he's got that good all American cheeky guy, but he's quite all action after the X-Men movies, but it's the casting of Yul Brynner's part. Has anybody seen who's been cast as him? I'm just looking now, but you tell. tell. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Ed fucking Harris.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, sold. Take my money. Ed Harris is a psychopathic robot cowboy. is. All I need to know. Anthony Hopkins is being cast as a guy who kind of, he's like the Richard Hammond, the sort of guy who creates Westworld. Um, Jeffrey Wright's in it as well, who's been in so many movies. He's like the Hispanic guy who plays the intellectual in Michael Mann movies, et um, I I'm just so buzzed to see what they're going to do with it. Thinking about, with the money we've got now and HBO is going to throw everything at it. You can imagine it's and to get Ed Harris in. I mean, Ed Harris is a hard nut to crack at the best of times. Has anybody ever seen an interview with Ed Harris where he's not pissed off with everybody? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I've got so much respect for him as an actor because he, he always plays Ed Harris. He's kind of like that, isn't he? He's never a, a nice Ed Harris or a funny Ed Harris, Ed Harris, but this is perfect casting. And um, I don't know when it's coming out. Hopefully it's soon because Comic-Con, which was amazing, revealed everything I ever wanted to see in a trailer in a forthcoming movie. And then we've got um, this little gem coming out. So I can't really sell it to you because nobody's seen it yet, but Ed Harris is
0: not it. I'll oh, leave it there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye open for that because I love Westworld.
2: Um, Ed, if anybody checks it out or if you haven't seen it yourself on The Rock the deleted scenes there's a bit where Ed Harris <laughs> I know l- what you're going to say yeah. he absolutely loses his shit <laughs> just,
0: is it when he's on the telephone yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> I want I, I want the president on the phone I want you to do de- oh fuck <laughs> it's so he starts great. going mental doesn't he but oh wicked that sounds really cool so my TV um, something to get excited for which was I think unveiled at Comic Con is the new TV show, and it's Ash versus The Evil Dead.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Which, I'll be honest with you, when it was announced originally, I was thinking, no, I'm a bit dubious about this, but having seen the trailer, fucking hell, it looks awesome. It's obviously Bruce Campbell reprising the role. Um, it's it, it looks like Evil Dead, you know. Um, I heard somebody say on the podcast recently that, you know, that movie's, what, over 30 years old, and it's just, it still looks like It's really fresh and it's gory, you know, and he's kind of like, they're taking the piss at at themselves a little bit and everything. It just looks, it looks great. uh, You know, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I think it's coming out this October. So it's, uh, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm it hopeful. Should,
1: it shouldn't be that good. Um, I mean, honestly, when I saw the trailer, I thought, all right, here we go. Bruce Campbell's getting on. It's going to be a bit cliched because they hammed it up to the point in Army of Darkness where it was just a comedy. But this looks fucking awesome. Gory, funny, but good funny. Like Kevin Smith funny.
2: Yeah. I couldn't believe how good the trailer was. Yeah, looks looks fantastic. So I'm excited to watch that. Um, I suppose I just touch on. I've only watched one episode of it yet. But True Detectives back on. Um, it's it's because I watched True Detective the last one in like a bulk kind of. I watched it over in a week because um, it had already been out by that time. So, but th- this one obviously I'm watching it as it's going on. But I've kind of lost uh, track of a couple of you know kind of. I haven't been watching it week on week. Um, but it does that thing where it's kind of like. You're just kind of thrown in. There's no real explanation as to what's going on. It's uh, you get introduced to these characters. They've all got problems. They've all got different things and everything else. It's it's typical true detective. But so I'll probably report back when I've seen more of it. I don't, have you. I know you're a fan of that, weren't you, Ramrod? Have you watched any of it yet? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, well, I've, I've I've got the first couple of episodes ready to watch. Um, I've been doing like loads of reviews and stuff. But I, I've heard so many mixed things about. Yeah. It. Yeah. But but I I've kind of thought it's corner. Even though I haven't watched it yet, I said, listen, it took four episodes to get going in the last series. Yeah,
2: that's it.
1: So you know. I'm I'm going to wait until I think we've got them all and then I'm just going to hammer through it like uh, Ted Bundy in a sorority house. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and, uh, my last bit of TV uh, talk is, because um, I know you mentioned it, the last show we did, uh, which seems like ages ago, uh, Dave, but I I watched, uh, well, we'll say I, we watched all of uh, Peter Kay's car share. Oh, okay. brilliant, brilliant show that is. Absolutely just so funny and touching and then, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. We, my wife and I watched it together, and she thought it was funny. And yeah, I highly recommend it. I know you recommended it, and Ben recommended it, and yeah, fantastic. It
0: is, yeah, it's so well written and well acted, isn't it? Yeah, It's, like, yeah, it's, it's very sort of heartwarming, almost. You know. Yeah,
2: yeah, to- totally. Because you do sort of like you know, again, like The Office. You want these characters to sort of like get together a little bit, you know, and they just get bounce off each other, and will they, won't they? And I, I think they are going to do a second series. I hope they do. So
0: yeah they should do because I think um like the the viewing figures for this series were really high, and you know the critics uh, their reviews were really good, so yeah'd be surprised if it doesn't get a second series cool, yeah, right, Chris, do you want to carry on then do you want to jump into like games, movies, anything?
2: oh, should we do some movies? yeah, go on, should we do some movies yeah. right so um I've watched a fair bit since we've last spoken, so I guess I'll get the fluff out the way. Um, so I watched 22 Jump Street. Have either of you seen that? Yes, yeah, certainly. have. Hooray!
1: My name's Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was my Channing Tatum impression. Yeah,
2: it was. Um, I, I liked 21 Jump Street, and 22 Jump Street's good fun as well, you know. Kind of, um, Channing Tatum and, um, oh, what's the other day? Is Jonah Hill just kind of, yeah, just brilliant, you know. Uh, it, it's it's a really fun movie. You know, it doesn't take itself seriously. I really enjoyed the bit. Uh, it's kind of, it's not really a spoiler. But at the end, the sort of like all the sequels and everything else, and they, they've mocked up all oh, these yeah. sequels, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. Um, oh, Now You See Me. Have you guys seen that? I've now- never seen this. Okay. Um, have you seen it, Dave?
0: No, I don't think I have.
2: So this is kind of like the... Um, Right, so it stars, it's got a good cast. I mean, it's got Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, uh, uh, do, do, do Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. Uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty big cast, you know, big stars and all that sort of thing. It's uh, Louis Leterrier. Did he have something to do with the Transporter films? He did Transporter 2 and he did uh, Incredible Honk as oh, well it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Clash of the Titans as well. I think. Yeah, it? I like his style. I think he's all right. Like, he's pretty kinetic. It's kind of, so basically, yeah. it's it's about these kind of um, four magicians, and they all, th- all of a sudden kind of get brought together, and then they start, you know robbing banks but is it a trick is it real you know and then they start to sort of like get embroiled in all this kind of like uh, stuff that's going on and you've got Morgan Freeman who's this kind of like um, he's like the, the person that sort of spots how magicians do their tricks and stuff like that and then there's there's loads of different twists and intrigue and whatever I mean it was okay it was decent you know it was. I, don't, I always, always say to people if you're going to watch a film and, and it's kind of like one of these type it's about magicians and it's about that kind of thing I'd always say The Prestige um, you know because marvellous yeah, 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 film yeah. that's, a, that's an amazing film which that was Christopher Nolan wasn't it I think he yeah. that one you know and I think that's I wouldn't say it's overlooked because it's still quite a big film but I think out of all of the films that Christopher Nolan's done I don't generally hear people talk about that one that, that often but Jackman's great in that you know and uh, obviously Christian Bale Um what else? Movies. Uh, right. So let's talk about it because I mentioned, we talked about it last time a little bit. So Scott Atkins. Oh, um, we obviously had a, a bit of a chat about that and how I'd seen him in Ninja. And obviously he sort of just completely, you know, self-confessed loves for, for the man. I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say. So I picked up the undisputed box set from Amazon, which I think was about eight quid for the three movies. Whoa, um, I know and um, I think it's like um, a Dutch import but I mean you know it's it's all in English so it doesn't really matter but whatever and so I, I've got to confess I've missed the first one because I think it, it hasn't got um, Scott Atkins in it I don't think so anyway but because on the cover you got Vin Grahams and um, Wesley Snipes and uh so I thought I'll just jump straight into Undisputed 2 because they don't look like the type of films that they follow a story or you need to have watched the first one before the second one. I think I even asked you that, didn't I, Ramrod? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> if, uh, you know, I thought Ninja was good. Scott Atkins is amazing in this. I mean, there's a bit at the start where he flips into the ring. He does like a somersault. And it, like I think you said he's like a real-life X- X-Men kind of character. You know, he just... He sort of defies sort of all sorts of logic, and you know, just how does he do that? You know, <laughs> some of these moves he does, and I've watched since watched show reels of him sort of doing all his moves and clips of different films and stuff like that. He's mental, absolutely mental. But um, I enjoyed it; it was a good film. Um, I got to say that although he was technically the bad guy, I kind of felt more for his character. I was kind of rooting for him more than I was for. Um, Michael J. Wise, because I, I don't know, he was a bit of a dick through quite a lot of the film. I don't know what you thought of it.
1: He's not very sympathetic, Michael J. White. When he, whatever he plays, even when he was Spawn, he's, he's got that... He, I think he's a great martial artist. He's a great martial artist. But he's got that real smug thing about him where he's got no vulnerability. Like Van Damme can do vulnerable. Scott Adkins can do vulnerable. But Michael J. White, you just know he would fuck you so hard <laughs> you wouldn't be able to walk for a week, whether he was your friend or he's not your friend. I think the good thing with Undisputed is that as as obviously they've realised how talented Scott Adkins is and how loved Boyker is as a character. When you get to the third one, it's a totally different film. It's about him and his... It's kind of like a weird character arc where if you watch that one and this third one and the forthcoming fourth one, which Scott's been tweeting about a lot, where it's kind of like his redemption, where Boyker becomes a hero. And the third one's, are, I think, I don't even think you can get it over here. Um, I don't think you can get it on, I think you get it Region 2, but you can't get it in Britain. I don't think it's ever come out in Britain. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me off on Twitter for God's sake, but I've never ever seen it on DVD anywhere. But it's it's a real great little film, that one, but he is the good guy in it. Um, but the fourth one, I was reading the other day, apparently it's him... Um, he kills someone in the ring or something like that. And he goes to help the family of the person he's killed or something like that. But it's about his, his little redemption. So I think two, three and four are going to work as a trilogy, Whereas one was Walter Hill, wasn't it, making a prison boxing movie, which is a shame it's kind of like being maligned, really, because it's a Walter Hill film. And, yeah. you know, you you go, oh, my God, he just doesn't make movies anymore, does he? You know, we should hold it up high. But it's a, it's an odd little boxing movie, and Wesley Snipes is very, very good in it. It's worth watching for Snipes, because he's got one of those roles which he really excels in. I think Rames is okay, but it's about Snipes, that film, but... As far as um, Scotty's going, I cannot wait for four. Because like I think we were saying before we started recording, the photos of him online at the moment, <laughs> his muscles are so fucking tight. <laughs> he is. Jesus Christ.
0: He's in the shape of his life at the moment. Yeah, isn't he? He, really he is.
1: And, and he's playing the role... I, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I met him
0: (laughs) 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 and I touched him. But yeah, There's still that restraining order, isn't there, I think? Yeah,
1: probably. Jesus Christ. I mean, I've tweeted him so many times, he's probably thinking, fuck off, Ramrod. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. But, um, yeah, and again, it's a shame because obviously fans of Undisputed are going to be salivating at the fact of this new movie, but still nobody knows who Scott Adkins is. It's a shame. It is a shame. I'm glad you've watched them, though.
2: Yeah, no. Well, I'm going to watch the third one, um, and so I mean, just uh, I suppose as a bit of a segue to you know talking about um, Snipes, I, I did watch Expendables three, which I, I won't talk about too much because I know Dave, you don't really <laughs> get on with this movie at all. The and Not at all. Uh, uh, are you a bit indifferent to it, Ramrod, or are you sort of I don't know how do you feel about it? Mm. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I uh... mean, it, it was the, the plus points for me were. Um, Mel Gibson on screen I thought he, he you know it's it's always good to see him in a, a fairly meaty role you know he played it quite well got a bit of malice you know a bit of scene sort of chewing but he, I think it's always, it's always good to see him um, I, I think what's the last film I saw him in? it was um my last my summer vacation something like that was oh, it like, yeah. Me- Mexican prison it's called Him to the gringo the american version which is always a bit strange but still but um yeah it was, it was i mean it was it was okay i didn't hate it put it like that um but I, I haven't got a massive love for any of the expendables films i'm sorry to say i know that's probably sacrilege but you know it's it's it is good to see uh, uh obviously stallone and whatever but talking about i've got to say i, I know you're not into trailers dave but and you probably won't watch this until the film comes out, because it's going to come out in the next couple of months anyway. But, Ramrod, have you seen the Creed trailer? Holy shit, yeah. It's a good trailer, isn't it? It doesn't give away too much but it kind of gets you pumped for the film. I always watch it. I've i watched it three times, you know, and just thinking, oh, man, yeah, this is it. This looks it's, good.
1: It's it's a good way to sell a movie like that because obviously when you think, like, Rocky fans are going to be up for it anyway, regardless, I know Dave's going to watch it six times. <laughs> but it's one of those trailers that, honest to God, and I, I respect everything Dave, Dave's opinion on trailers, but it's one of those that I think if he did watch it, because it's all, it's got that lovely reveal towards the end where mm-hmm. you see how it links to previous film. And it and it really does get you excited, like the Star Wars trailer did. I mean, you only have to show me the Lucasfilm thing in green and sparkles, and I get on wet about it. But with this trailer, I was like, I like Michael B. Jordan. I liked I, I like him in um, the the few movies I've seen him in, and I like the fact that it's been directed by somebody who's not like a big established director it's an up and comer and it's going to reflect really well it's going to be a bit raw but it's really going to connect well into the rocky universe i think it's going to be a cracking film
2: yeah, it does look. I mean, based on what I've seen, it just looks looks the part. Um, again, talking about trailers, obviously we've had the Deadpool trailer, which hasn't oh been officially released yet, but it, you know, you've seen like kind of shaky cam footage of it. The Suicide Squad, the Batman versus Superman, and I'm, this is going to mean nothing to you, Dave, and I'm not going to say <laughs> anything, but you know, it it is kind of like it does get you excited for a lot of these films, like the Deadpool in particular. It just looks, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what you wanted it to be it's gonna be it's gonna be
1: like a it's definitely a 15 it's probably gonna push an 18 certificate when it comes out just purely the language used in the trailer is like yes they don't give a shit they're just gonna make this real hard violent movie like it should be just like the comic book it's gonna be like the mask with gore yeah um the the trailer for suicide squad that was like jesus christ Oh yeah, weighty as fuck. It's going to be like, I mean, David Ayer for Christ's sake. What? I mean, I'm sold just on him alone being behind it. But um, the the cast and the darkness and the 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 threat of imminent violence from the Joker. Brilliant stuff. Comic Con. Oh God, I wish I was in America. I know. I'd be dressed up like Deadpool
2: running around like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does look cool but um last two films so um i know we can all talk about this one because it was my birthday recently and i went to the imax cinema and i thought i'd missed out on it because all sort of like imax previews because yeah i think it's like a week yeah you know you can't, you can't book in advance or whatever uh and then announced the saturday showings when i was looking so i was thinking oh shit because it was like terminator genesis uh was the only one that was showing in the imax but then jurassic world they put that on imax and and I've heard lots of mixed things about this. Obviously, I read your fantastic review, Ramrod, You know, which got me sort of more excited as well. Oh. Um, but then I've heard a couple of other people, and they've said it's crap. And I'm like, so anyway, I, could, I didn't know what to expect. So I kind of went into it open-minded. Not massive Jurassic Park kind of fan. I, I like the first one, second and third ones, eh, second one's a bit crap. I only seen the third one once. Um, wow, I was... I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's the best film ever. I've kind of, like, forgotten a lot about what happened. But for that two and a bit hours of whatever it was, I was just enthralled. It was just, like, you know, spectacle. It kind of felt like... um, I, like a big blockbuster, like I haven't seen a bl- big blockbuster like this on the screen for so long. It just ticks all the boxes. I had chills at certain points where sort of like, like the dinosaurs re- unveiled and you know released and unleashed, you know, and sort of like the music and uh, Chris Pratt, you know, just yeah, it did everything right for me. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I know Ramrod, obviously, you really enjoyed it, Dave. You've oh, seen it since.
0: I've seen it twice at the cinema, mate. Wow really yeah I went to the IMAX with Tina and watched it and then um I went to the cinema again just last weekend with my son because he wanted to watch it so watched it again and even like on a second viewing it was even better still because when we came out of the IMAX I said to Tina I said I could turn around now go back in and watch it again quite happily mm-hmm. so like when I took my son again and watched it which wasn't in IMAX it, in fact it was on like probably like the smallest screen in the multiplex that's close to him um but it was like it was really good and you're picking up on stuff that you've not seen before. Uh it's definite buyer for me when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah. 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 It was such a good movie. film.
1: Yeah. so I went I went twice as well. And I I mean me and Zoe were like it's just like ugh, it's like the best film ever. And we went to watch it twice in IMAX three D and it's kind of ruined the rest of my cinematic experiences up until star wars comes out i should imagine because like you say you nailed it on there chris because like to get that feeling of a summer blockbuster where it is mint it makes a star at a chris pratt i mean if guardians of the galaxy didn't do it i mean he's literally indiana jones in it and i tell you what they reminded me of him and uh, bryce dallas howard was romancing the stone yeah it reminded me of that sort of he's the all-action guy she's the straight suit type But she gets her hands dirty, and had that great feeling. And Colin Trevorrow should pat himself on the back for making the closest thing to a Spielberg film I've ever seen, without it being by
3: Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, you bang on there because that's exactly how it felt. It did feel like it it was it. It it could have been made by Spielberg, and uh, you know, it was just that's exactly how it felt. You're absolutely right there. Um, But yeah, Chris Pratt, I fell in love with him all over again. Oh, man crush.
1: (laughs) God.
3: I can can relate
1: to Pratt, though, because I've been a fat man, as has Chris Pratt. (laughs) And Chris Pratt has shed all that weight. And he's a fucking god now, but he's got that every man sort of humour about him, which makes you think, how great is he going to be as Indiana Jones?
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's got to be him, hasn't it? You know, it has. Um, but you're right. Set pieces galore. I mean, it was just like, wow. It was just. It got better and better and better um, as it went on. And then the the fi- the finale, and everything else. And and I know people a lot made a lot about the sort of like this um, weaponizing these, you know, kind of dinosaurs like the raptors and stuff like that, and communicating with the raptors. And I actually thought that was a really kind of Well done, part of the film. It didn't feel hokey. It didn't feel like it was just there for laughs or whatever. Even though the, 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 the obviously the CG dinosaurs, it still felt like they were they were there. They were real. There was that threat there, and the way that I think Chris Pratt sort of like. Did it, acted acted those parts, you know, even though he's acting against nothing, you know, just somebody holding something up or pretending. I thought he, he was phenomenal. He was really, 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 really good. I'm trying to get my words out, obviously. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, Last film uh, I talk about, obviously, we'll hand it over to you guys. Uh, I, I watched it uh, a few weeks ago now, so. Uh, but is Captain Phillips? Have either of you seen Ooh, this?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I watched it, but. I wasn't a big fan. You weren't? I remember when you watched it, because we watched it first, and then I was surprised that you weren't a big fan, to be honest. So I'm interested what you've got to say about it, Chris.
2: I, I liked it. I mean, I like Paul Greengrass as a director anyway. I think uh, he's made some amazing films. I, the thing with Paul Greengrass is that it, his camera work and everything else is very sort of like kinetic, um, but not to the point where it's irritating. You know, it it's like a lot of everything's exciting there's this, a bit where these sort of like skiffs are chasing the obviously the big ship that they want to hijack um and in the reality they're probably about 2 miles away from the the ship but it feels like the, the most exciting sort of chase, you know, because of the way it's cut, it's filmed and put together and cut together and everything else. Obviously, you know, it, it it's going to be amazingly well acted, as you'd imagine, because of Tom Hanks. You know, he plays the well, he's very stoic, he's very sort of like, you know, he's it almost like to a point where he, he's almost too calm, you know, it's like for, for the first sort of like, I don't know, half of the film, maybe even three quarters of it, it's like how can somebody ultimately be in such a shitty situation like a, you know, terrifying situation, be so calm under pressure. And, but it's when the last sort of like quarter of the movie where he kind of finally cracks, you know, and he's done, you know, he can't, he he can't go through any more sort of like horror that he's been through. Um, and it's, it's based on a true story obviously. And, uh, about what really happened, I guess. And, um, I'm not saying it's the best, not the best film I've ever seen, but I, in terms of tension and I think the last 20 minutes of the film just made it for me, just, the, there's the, there's a bit, I was, I, I'm a, i I'm a, I'm a crier when I watch films or TV, if they get me, I don't give a shit, I'll cry, you know, um, but I know I was in tears at the end of this movie, just purely watching Hanks, it's like I said, when when he <laughs> yes, cry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, and it, but it, it's honestly, I just kind of like get affected by stuff like that. And it was just like seeing this kind of, you know, it, it, oh, it just blew me away. That does say, I, I was the last sort of like say 20 minutes to half an hour, whatever. I was almost like, felt like you were holding your breath watching it because it was just that tense, you know, you just didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would recommend it's, it is a, let's say not my favorite Greengrass movies. obviously he's famous for doing the Bourne movies and, uh, you know, but United 93, I was, it was only until the film had finished that I realized that I was, and it's a cliche, but I was kind of sat bolt upright watching that movie, uh-huh. you know, and it, it was so, you know, just because obviously it's based on the, the planes that went down and
3: what
1: was it called that film? The the plane not, film. United, United ninety three. Yeah. I tell you what, right? It is is a funny little story. Before we just go on a second, I remember when I used to buy copied films off a car boot sale. Somebody sold me a copy of a film, and I thought it was United ninety three, the Paul and Greengrass one, but it wasn't. It was like a sci fi movie produced load of bollocks. And it had like a CGI plane crash in it and everything. It was a load of crap. And I remember everybody saying, it's really emotional and really terrifying. And I was going, it's not, it's shit. It's a big bag of shit. Because I watched this other <laughs> fucking straight to DVD rip off of it. But when I watched United 93, it's the, it's, I think there's two movies I consider absolute horror films, but aren't horror films. And that's one in Fatal Attractions, the other, where they, it's the most horrific horror experience I can think of that movie I've never watched anything really like it that makes me so upset yeah you know it's like watching a snuff film or something it's awfully disturbing film that he made he's a genius that guy
2: yeah yeah it, it was awesome I, you know for, for the I guess the right or wrong reasons whatever you want to say but yeah. just uh, just for, yeah just the sheer sort of like you know what's going to happen but and then when they sort of like you know calling their family and then you know the playing Goes down. They they sort of try and take the plane back. Wow, it's just it's certainly to an emotional film. Really is so. But you, you could do it a lot, really. Uh, Green Grass. You know, say doing big blockbusters to these sort of smaller movies. You know, um, i I was a massive fan of Green Zone. If I'm honest, I it kind of I went to the cinema, watched it, and it was just it was okay. You know, um, nothing
1: really happens in it, does it? Not it's really. Yeah, it was kind and, of <sighs> bouncing yeah.
2: around in the desert, and that's about it. Yeah, but uh, he's. I think they're back on board for another Bourne film, so we'll see how that one goes. Still haven't watched Bourne Legacy. I'm not really that bothered to be honest with you. After it was kind of like it's done. I've watched the Matt Damon movies. On you know, that's it. But yeah. Anyway, that's that's those are my movies. That's I what mean, I'm watching.
1: the question I've got about Captain Phillips, huh? because when I watched it, I mean, I love Tom Hanks, Paul Greengrass, everything. I mean, that guy, the skinny guy, that's got the AK forty seven, won a fucking Oscar for it. Now. I don't know, i have been a bit picky, but how? Because he, he doesn't really do much in it. He didn't even know what the fuck was happening when he won the, the Oscar. If you watch his acceptance and that, he's like, where the fuck am I? But I don't know, with that movie, I was like, I really wanted to get into it. But I was thinking, when the Navy are following the the little submarine thing at the end they're escaping on, how, how valuable is Captain Phillips to the world that they couldn't just blow the fucker up? Did we need Captain Phillips in the world that much to blow up these fucking terrorist bastards? I mean, if it were me and I had a load of ISIS around me, and they said, "Listen, we've got to blow you up," are they going to go and kill more people? I say, "Blow us all up," but it's like Tom Hanks is like, "No, save me," and they've got like the entire fucking US Navy following around the ocean. Didn't they think, you know, to like try and? Knock the fucker over so they all drop their guns or something. I just thought I could fight that little skinny guy if it was me and he put an AK in my face. I'd smack it out of his hand.
2: Yeah, there was that. I mean, you kind of did think that, you know. But yeah, who, if who it was knows? Gary
1: Busey going, you know, I'm gonna take over your <laughs> ship. I'd be like, holy shit, take the ship. You know, but I don't know. He just get. it didn't scare me that guy. He just thought I could fucking hammer him, AK or not. <laughs> I don't know. Just me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I would have beaten his ass. <laughs> one on, Ramrod. Give us, give us some movies you've watched. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about movies, but I've just had a little, I <laughs> have a little technical issue, Dave, where the plugs come out of the computer, and shit's gonna go south if I don't plug it back in ASAP, mate. Okay then. So hang on a minute. Where's the fucking power pack? Hang on, we're plugged in here. <laughs>
0: Are Sorry, in? are you are you switched on as well it as plugged says 11%, in? Says
1: eleven percent, but hang on, I'm plugged in. The plug's plugged
0: into there. That plug's plugged into okay. there. There's a little switch next to the plug. Right, I need to hang press on, mate. that as well. Oh yeah. on, mate, do you, do you keep all this in Dave. Uh, it is. There's no editing these shows.
1: You know that, <laughs> mate. <laughs> hang on, there's a plug yeah. Sorry about this, everybody listening, but there's. This like... could
0: be when Ramrod gets electrocuted. So keep listening. Right, stay there, stay there, stay there. <laughs> you know what he's going to do. Is it? He... This is an excuse for him to have a piss into the bottle again. Now we've got it. Now the fucking lights <laughs> come on and everything, man. We're back on.
1: Hello? Hello. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> you survived. I just did this little bling tone. I thought, what the fuck's that? What have I pressed? Because I'm not technically minded, you see. I normally just drink beer and masturbate. So I'm... <laughs> the, the light is on, so I can only assume we're being charged up. So anyway, movies. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about movies. Well, do you know what? This is really weird because I was going to talk a little bit about Jurassic World, about how it was the greatest summer movie. We've covered all that shit. Mm. And I I got a couple of films ready to talk about, right? And I watched them and they were both shit. (laughs) And I was I was so excited to watch this one in particular, and when I sat down to watch it, I had such high hopes for it. But I was bored to fucking tears. And I'm going to mention it anyway. Yeah, it was tell us. By, what, it was by Gerard Johnson, right? And like, there's a movie we watched a while ago, and it was called Tony, and it was an independent British film about a serial killer living on a council estate. Now. He looked like Napoleon Dynamite's brother, really nerdy. And he sits in his flat all day and he watches Steven Seagal movies on video and uh, Schwarzenegger movies on video. Then he kidnaps local hard men and tortures them and murders them. And I don't even remember this, Dave. It was really good, though. Yes, I very, do remember yeah, watching
0: that. Yeah, it was a good watched, film, yeah.
1: Good film, Tony. Anyway, so yeah, that kind of... A,
0: yeah, there's one to recommend. There's like, a Tony? good recommendation.
1: Yeah. It's it's out there on DVD. It'd probably be like 50p on Amazon, but it's it's very low-key, very... It reminds me a little bit of Kill List. It's got that sort of kitchen sink style to it. That That's the sort of Mike Lee horror movie version. But anyway, the, his new film came out called Hyena, which was a... a, a a bit more budgeted, and Nicholas Windin Refn said it was the future of British crime movies. Now the guy who made Drive says that I'm in but it was I saw the trailer, it was neon lit it was synth scored and it was about a bent copper and a group of bent coppers in London going up against the Russian mob sort of thing in their little stomping ground, I was so excited for this film, I saved it and I got a couple of beers and I put it on and I started watching, it's got a really good cast in it, it's got Peter Fernando um, or Fernandino I think his name is, he's been in lots of British TV as the lead and he's kind of like a bent copper, he takes cocaine with his friends and you've got Neil Mascell out of Kill list and um utopia stephen graham's in it from this is england as kind of like an internal affairs character tony pitts is in it and i'm talking about british tv alumni here now tony pitts probably doesn't ring a bell with anybody but he's like that he's that big muscly pointy face northern guy who was in johnny vegas's who's ready for ice cream and he's been in um loads of british tv but he's he's a great actor he was in the red riding trilogy another great recommendation british television which was set around the time of the yorkshire ripper and uh, he played a a copper in that and he's a he's a really great actor and i was so happy to see this homegrown talent making this film which was boring as fuck (laughs) because it was like oh god it was about a hundred minutes long but it felt like nine Hours, you know, like when we watched Only God Forgives, and I was I just wanted it to be the best film ever, but nothing happened in it. And this was the same, it was all style and no substance. And I never say that about anything because I normally find some redeeming feature. There is a horrific sexual assault in it, which I don't want to talk about because there's an erect penis in it and a comatosed Eastern European woman, and you can only imagine the scenario, can't you? And that was very disturbing, but there was also a stabbing scene in it, which was pretty awful as well. Now, if you like stuff like Irreversible and stuff like that, you probably want to watch these scenes because, as as like a fan of like subversive, obscure, horrific cinema, it's nice to see somebody who's willing to push the boat out a bit and put something very disturbing in there. And these are horrific scenes, but in the the whole movie i didn't give a shit about anybody everybody's a bastard but one of my favorite ever movies is bad lieutenant and even though harvey Keitel is an absolute monster in that i'm interested in him and his character and his journey in this i couldn't have cared less i didn't feel threatened or excited or anything so fuck hyena fucking in its ass it was too far up its own ass (laughs) fuck hyena
2: off um and another so, one, <laughs> Go do, do on. you mentioned Kill List. I've, I've Kill List. Because right? um, I, I watched that a few years ago, and fucking, that's a fucked up film as well. But yeah, like you I, said, it, it just kind of gripped me from, because it's kind of, you're not sure where it's going for the first sort of like 20 minutes, because it's just like these people, they're just kind of, there's an undercurrent of something not explained, you know, the, this kind of like a, a friendly get together, you know, the, the two two couples and whatever, they're just coming around for dinner. And then it's like about these two hitmen and then it just kind of like just goes really crazy, you know, but it's, um... it's, it's a
1: cracking bit of British cinema and it was well reviewed at the time. And I think that helped it a lot because yeah. with it being quite out there and it doesn't really have a bookend to it. So it doesn't, it kind of drops you in the middle and leaves you hanging at the end. But, in terms of like we're good at doing satanist movies over here like to the devil a daughter and these great hammer movies and you know this film is like if you want a good satanist horror film but as if shane meadows directed it it's uh, it's a great film kill list it's but mm-hmm. this 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 had the vibe of that but none of the bollocks of it it, it could have been great but it was a big bag of Balls. I'd never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I'd rather watch adverts on the TV than watch this again. It was so fucking boring. And another film I watched, which was The Pyramid, which was um, uh, Alexander Ajar, I think you pronounce his name, the French horror, you know, or two, which did the, the amazing Hort Tension and the Hills of Ice remake, um, produced this horror movie with uh, james buckley from the fucking Inbetweeners in between is it and it was uh, directed by his co-writer so i thought oh they're a great horror pairing from france and they made this hollywood movie called the pyramid where it's it's half found footage half well shot and they go into this um pyramid they've dug up in iran or whatever and they go into it and there's like some evil thing in there and again i was so like oh this great french team have directed it oh god God, fuck, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. And right at the end, when they reveal the thing that's in the pyramid, if it would have been a man in a suit, we'd have been laughing. But it's not. It's the most piss-poor CGI thing you've seen, and it r- pissing ruins the whole thing. So again, film number two, avoid the pyramid. <laughs> uh, in other film news, I did sit down, however, last night to watch my... Blu-ray of Robocop now this is the 4k remastered director's cut now I would never normally talk up a remaster of an old movie but fuck me does it look amazing it looks like it was shot yesterday it's. I mean, everybody knows Robocop and loves Robocop, the original Robocop, that is, and not the bullshit thing that came out last year. But if you if you don't own it on Blu-ray, you've avoided the other release, which was very grainy and horrible. I didn't mind it so much, but this release is absolutely glorious. It's got new special features on it, but it it, it kind of like was watching it for the first time. I've watched it a million times, Robocop, but what a beautiful! It is eight ninety nine in HMV, and it just invest in it because the transfer and the sound on it is incredible. Absolutely blew every other film out the water that I've watched in the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to go Robocop 4K remastering was, was better than the multi-million dollar bollocks that was the pyramid. <laughs> and it's 30 years old.
0: It's funny when you said though it was like watching it for the first time, mm. because remember, um, was it the back end of last year or the start of this year? We went around to yours And we watched the Blu-ray of Jaws. Jaws, man. Now, Jaws is, again, without exaggeration, it's it's the film that got me into cinema. I watched it at the cinema when it was released. And I have watched it into three figures easily. And that night, when we watched it at yours on that Blu-ray, like you said then, mate, it was like watching it for the first time. It was incredible. The picture on it, it's surprising. What a difference, you know, with some movies watching it again with, like, that really crisp picture is, like, just watching it with different eyes, isn't it?
1: It's it's such, it's a revelation, obviously.
0: Only, like,
1: movie geeks can really appreciate it, because if you watch the film once, most people think they've seen it, but to watch it in a remastered version, like it, the director intended, and he never had the, I don't know, technology, maybe, I suppose, to present it. I mean, the blacks on it are so deep, and the colour is so vibrant. It's looks incredible um jaws again like you said was it was just mind-bendingly like clear and bright and all this but yeah man fucking you can't knock the almost Sounds so old though don't I? but you can't knock these old <laughs> movies man when no, they remaster
2: think, and bring them out it's like wow it, it, it i mean it's robocop's probably one of, my, one of my favorite films of all time it's just it, it it's almost timeless you know it, it's just i can watch it over and over again. You know, it never gets boring. You know, even though I know what's coming and I know what's happening, like you said about Jaws, it's just, uh, it's a, it's an amazing movie. It really is, you know.
1: It's, it was awesome. There's good special features on it too as well. They've, they've chucked the whole package out and it's a snip at that. And, you know, like when they've remastered things like the Ghostbusters 4K remastering was, it was okay. But this is just, it's, it's different. You know, it's like when Aliens came out on Blu-ray, it looked different. And it, it's a great thing. I'm so oh god. I, I I just wish I could afford this 4K TV I've seen in Cuddies. Can anybody borrow me any money? I'm gonna start <laughs> do a Kickstarter now. It's 580 quid this telly I want, and it's not much money. Some people could go out and buy it on the weekend just for a laugh. But I work for the NHS. I'm poor. So if anybody wants to <laughs> donate money to Ramrod's TV Fund, um, tweet us. <laughs> um, you can send it directly to me if you like. But you know, I'll give you a shout out and a signed photo. <laughs> I just want. To, I just need a new telly, man. Let's do my nutting. I really want a new telly. I'm making Zoe's life a misery because I'm going on about. It. I need a telly, and she goes, "You don't need a telly. You've got one." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't understand. I need this TV. It'll make our lives better because I'll be happier."
0: You'll <laughs> stop moaning at
1: it. I'll stop moaning about it. Um, and I've got one other little movie thing to talk about if I can, Dave. Can I get just because it's sports related as well? Oh, go on then. Yeah, let's have a listen. Um, Now, it's two things I'm going to talk about now. One is a brand new Blu-ray that's just come out, and one is a DVD I've had for a while, but they're both kind of interrelated. Now, the Blu-ray I bought recently is the documentary about Paul Gascoigne, the very famous British footballer for anybody out there who doesn't know who Paul Gascoigne is, or Gazza, as he's otherwise known. And the counterpart to that is the DVD of the documentary One Night in Turin.
2: Now, have you all ever seen any of these? heard about them but i'm not i've heard they were good particularly one night in turin but i haven't seen it
0: yeah i've seen one night in turin a couple of times but i've not seen gas yet well gas is it, it's kind of like a
1: if you imagine like like this is england 90s coming out this year now i'm so excited for there's only that and star wars i care about now and southpaw which is coming out this month but that <laughs> south southpaw looks amazing um but this is England 90s coming out, and it's set around Italian 90. Now, I remember it as the first kind of thing that got me into football. It was, you know, obviously I'm, I live in Wales and I'm Welsh, but we're on a border town, so we can get away with supporting England and Wales, you know, whatever. We're not too patriotic. So, anyway, Italian 90 was a big thing. Now, One Night in Turin is the documentary about England's plight up until the point, you know, Gaza sheds his tears and out we go. But as a documentary film, and as a sports documentary, probably one of the best i've ever seen um think it's narrated by Gary Oldman for a start um and it it's literally Bobby Robson's POV as he tries to pick his team and the shit he's getting off the media at the time but it's, it's contrasting against the culture in Britain at the time as well which why it reminds me of what Shane Meadows is going to do with This Is England because the music is heavily featured from the time in it and the, uh, the climate of British football which was pretty shit at the time you know. retrospectively we were a bunch of dickheads going abroad just totally unreliable and then they pick Gaza to play for England and it was quite a controversial choice but this documentary champions him for the great talent he was. Now, if you've never seen it, anybody, I urge you—you know—it's it's vital this thing. If you like football or sport or or, or tragic stories. This is a great documentary. On the contrast to that, the Gascoigne documentary, which is literally about Paul Gascoigne himself, I wanted to be grubby and earthy and dig really deep into his horrible nightmare of alcoholism. It touches on it a little bit, but not enough. It does kind of feel like it's a BBC sport-produced thing about him and his life and then when they get to the bit where he kind of declines he just kind of mentions it briefly and skirts around it and I was a bit annoyed really because, you know, I, I hear a worship Paul Gascoigne I love the tragic you know, the Jim Morrison type, the Charles Bukowski type, you know, I'm a genius, but I can't help my alcoholism. And it's a shame really that they don't dig deeper into it, but it's very good. Uh, And again, if you're a fan of sports or, you know, football or the man himself, it's a good watch. And it did move me to tears because he does cry a few times in it. And he got me, oh, I'm I'm not ashamed (laughs) to say I cried twice watching it. I did cry twice watching it, but they're two fantastic
0: um, documentaries. Ooh, yeah, did. that one night in Turin is amazing, it really is, I remember watching it. I remember actually, it's it's good because I remember Italian ninety so well, because when that was going on, I was in uh, on holiday in Malta, which is like within spitting distance of Italy, uh, and of course England were there and they got to the semis, um, but Northern Ireland were in it as well, so the hotel were in it in Malta, it was full of all these Irish people as well. Now a few of them were taking a short trip across. Italy to watch whenever the games were on but of course the others were staying in the hotel and watching the match you know whenever Ireland played uh, and were booing England whenever England played so the atmosphere watching those games was like I've never experienced before I mean the only way obviously you could get better was being at the game but for watching it on TV in the bar in these hotels with like full of all these like Irish people cheering on and all the England fans there when we're only, you know, not far from where it's happening was just amazing. And, um, yeah, it's just like Gaza. It was, as a football player, it was just incredible, wasn't he? You know, mm-hmm. you know the stuff that they show, there's just been nobody like him, you know, especially not for England anyway. You know, nobody's, oh. nobody's come anywhere near him. Yeah.
2: I mean, just watching him in Euro 96 as well, you know, and he scored that amazing goal against Scotland, I think it was, where he just, yeah, it uh, he just, it's, it's it's incredibly sad now. i um, you know just to see him now. It, you know he's just just broken. Really, isn't he? You know he's and the way that the sort of like the press sort of go after him and everything else. It's 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 just it
1: sad. I think uh, do you know what though to to say about this documentary. I think he's trying, and I I, I can't ever believe. I know alcoholism well, and I know once you. You're in its grasp. It's very hard to get out of it. You know, they relapse. They can't help it. And I think he's tried so hard with this documentary to show that he is on the up. But you can t- he's so fragile when he's talking and vulnerable. And you can tell that he. this is an attempt to show that maybe he's on the mend, but it's quite clear he's not. I mean, I know, not to make a joke out of him, but there's a real funny clip doing the rounds on Facebook at the moment where somebody's filmed him on the, on their street and they pass a football to him along the ground and he tries to trap it and he falls flat on his ass. Oh, because, no. And it, and it is funny because the caption is, uh, one of the greatest footballers ever and he just literally traps the ball and falls over but you can only imagine he's that wasted while he's doing this yeah you know he's gonna he's gonna be like oliver reed he's gonna he's gonna die doing what he loves he's gonna be having a kick about somewhere in a park with some lads and he's just gonna drop and it is tragic because he was such a a fun guy you know can you imagine having him in your team and hanging around with him what a joy it must have been you couldn't have slept You wouldn't have closed your eyes with him around because he's an absolute nightmare. But, you know, what a a great character. And the thing is now with the sport as it is, because it's bullshit football. And I'm a a big Manchester United fan. I'm elated with our signings at the moment. I can't believe it. But we're missing characters like that. We're missing the innocence of somebody who just likes to play football (laughs) and doesn't Hmm. do it for
0: the money, you know. But could they do it now? I mean, when you look back on the antics that him and a load of other players used to get up to be it on like international duty or with the clubs and if mm-hmm. you put them in like today with all the social media and you know people tweeting immediately as they've done it and it's all, like it's literally all over the world and there'd be everybody berating them you know you get yeah. all the the pc brigade going well they shouldn't be doing that and obviously you'd have the fans going well there's nothing wrong with it they could get away with it more back then couldn't they
1: well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, I if, suppose if, if, if you look at us, I mean, we're all responsible people in responsible jobs. But if you followed me around when I'm not in work and put everything <laughs> I did out there, they wouldn't let me work for the fucking NHS oh, again. Wow. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? You know, he's a human being, and this is a good thing that these documentaries show, especially Gascoigne specifically. He's just a man. And he's weak, and we're all weak as men. We're all fucking weak. We're pathetic. If we went for women, we'd be, you know, sitting with in our own shit with our dick in our hand. And that's what (laughs) I'm doing. I mean, my girlfriend Zoe's on holiday for a week, and I'm I'm in my own shit now because I don't know what to do with myself. I wouldn't tell her that, you know, because I'm living like the Wolf of Wall Street this week, as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) drinking on my own at home. But yeah, it's it's a shame though. I mean, I, I think the last great thing I I think I saw in football was when Robbie Fowler, um, after all his bullshit in the press about him doing cocaine or his brother doing cocaine or something like that, he snorted the line, the touch line <laughs> yeah. when he scored a goal, and it was one of the greatest things I ever saw because he was so raw. And I hated I hate Liverpool even now, but he snorted that line and he was a fucking hero for like thirty seconds to me. <laughs> I like that shit, but yeah. I mean get and watch though. If you I mean one night you're in Turin. get down Asda's tomorrow, it's three pounds in
0: Asda. Yeah. No excuse now, Chris. Oh. Three pounds in good. Asda. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Well if you finish, mate, I've I wanna kick off with a Disney double bill related.
1: No, I haven't finished. No then, I have I've got more to talk about.
0: <laughs> I've got a lot more to talk about. <laughs> There's one that will be interesting to both of you two, mate, trust me. The the first one, big budget one, it was the first. This is the first one that we watched in IMAX at the new cinema in Broughton, um, Tomorrowland. And George Clooney in it. it, it's all right. It's nothing special. Um, the storyline's a bit meandering. The effects are a bit questionable at time. Uh Ruined, really, in a way, by uh, You Were With Me. Ramrod, weren't you? What film was it we were watching? And I shut my eyes at the trailers. And then it comes up, they decide to show five minutes, a five oh, minute sequence it. of Tomorrowland. What film was it showed that at the start? Oh, no, no. Were I you a- with a- me or did you go a different time? No, we
1: went to watch Mad Max Fury Road and they showed five minutes or six minutes of Tomorrowland. And I was so pissed off that they were doing it because I came to watch Vehicular Carnage, not Disney Bollocks. <laughs> even though it was, that six minutes may have been free but I didn't come to watch that why? But and yeah. they've done that
0: with a few films now it, you know, hopefully this isn't an ongoing thing where they're going to the, go here's a six minute sequence of a film that's coming up yeah, they did it with
2: uh, the new Impossible Mission yeah, Mission the, the motorbike
0: scene yeah, on that. I, okay. I know why do I want to
2: watch that I I, I, you know what I mean that's like a big set piece I want to watch that actually on the fucking film I don't want to I haven't seen it already but it's like exclusive IMAX clip you know I guess they want to show off the the actual that's screens
1: they th- I mean the majority of the audience are that fucking thick that you've got around ra- I mean I've seen the Ant-Man trailer that many times I don't want to see Ant-Man now <laughs> which isn't true because I'm going to go and see it it looks incredible but yeah IMAX is ringing it fucking out man it's like Stop it! Go yeah. on. Tell us
0: about your fucking Disney then. Well, yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's that. There's, there was Tomorrowland, which I wouldn't. I wouldn't really recommend. I wouldn't. However, one that I would recommend is a little independent film from 2013 called Escape from Tomorrow, um, written and directed by a guy called Randy Moore. Now, this is one of those um, a DVD that I spotted in CEX. It's one of. I forget. It was like 50p or a pound tops. Uh, and I saw it and I read the back and I was intrigued by it I thought yeah you know I'm going to buy this you know good price point and it sounds really good and it's like a black comedy it's a very Quirky black comedy, uh, and it's about this guy called Jim, and he's like you know your typical middle-aged man, married, two kids, a boy and a girl. They go on holiday to Disneyland, uh, and while they're there, he spies these two French um, teenage girls, and he gets a bit of a man crush on them. He's go, oh yeah, we will fancy you, to the point where he starts daydreaming about them and um, coming up with all these fantasies and then he approaches them. Um, I'm not going to give too much away about it because it is well worth watching. I loved it. It's in black and white, which may or may not put some people off, but it was filmed, um, the majority of it, like guerrilla style. It's filmed in Disneyland. Disney had no idea that he was making this film. He was just doing it in secret. So you'll see. I mean, nobody takes any notice because everybody has got a camera now, haven't they? You know, bloody hell, use your smartphone half the time. So they were just filming away. Now, there is a few... um, green screen shots in it you know obviously you had to do a few pickup shots uh and it is blatantly green screen you know it's there's not a lot of money spent on this uh so they sort of stand out but if you're into like your quirky zero budget uh indie movies i loved it and it takes some weird turns in it like i said i can't give too much away because shit happens and you go Fucking hell, that was a bit that was a bit weird. But it was one of them that I knew nothing about. I put it on and I loved it. I'm just gonna look how long is it now? It's not like a very long film either. It's uh 90 minutes there you go 90 minutes um so it can be had cheap i'm not sure it's got to be i mean if it's like 50p or a pound in cex it's going to be fairly cheap on amazon as well so yeah escape from tomorrow far better than tomorrowland <laughs> made, wow. made for like less than the catering cost was probably on tomorrowland so yeah i was in i was into that one uh i did watch uh eventually i mean i know you watched it ages ago around i watched american sniper go around to watching that and anything whether clint eastwood's in front of or behind the camera you can't go wrong can you with a bit of clint no matter nope. what you can't do any wrong in my box uh, have you seen it yet chris
2: i haven't no but funnily enough talking about clint eastwood because i think they've on itv4 of all places they've got they're doing like a clint eastwood kind of you know week or whatever i was watching the enforcer i fucking love that oh. film and i watched it that that many times. That man's got a number that limitations.
0: <isn't> yeah. <laughs> yes,
2: and I think mainly because, like, I loved um, Cagney and Lacey growing up. So it's got Tyne Daly, and um, yeah, it, it's it's a cracking film. It really is. Like just Dirty Harry, just the cat- You know, he's such a great character. Really, so, but, and, yeah. He really
0: is. But yeah, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're due a rewatch now. You've said that you can't go wrong with Dirty Harry stuff. Um, well, yeah, there's a review of this film um, on the 60 Minutes with website. Human Centipede Three. Now, now we watched the first two together, Ramrod, didn't we? We know with the first, and all three of these are completely different beasts within themselves. The first one's it's a sort of tongue. I was going to say tongue in cheek, but then definitely tongue in ass horror film. Uh, <laughs> the, the second. Bravo. Thank Dave. you. That was off the cuff as well. Uh, The second one um, is, well, we've said before, I think maybe we've said it on this podcast, that it it ruined our Halloween the other year because it was just, it wasn't what we were expecting. It was just weird and it went too far the other way, I think. Human Centipede 3, we've got no idea what to expect. It's the blackest of black comedies is the way you've got to watch it because that's what it is. Um, The performances are so over-the-top, it takes, well, you're two-thirds into the film before any sort of human centipede thing appears, but in between times, like I say, you do get those over-the-top performances, Um, I'll give one spoiler away, but, well, it's not too much of a spoiler, because I'm not going to say who it happens to, but you do see somebody being shagged in a hole that wasn't there originally. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 this, this, I think this is definitely um, What you call you know, a Marmite film You've got to be in the right frame of mind for it, it And I'll hold my hand up It took me about a quarter of an hour Before it clicked with me But when it clicks with you You're going to have a, a whale of a time with it um, And I know I watched it first uh, And I was like Waxing lyrical about it And then you watched it didn't you Ramrod And you took it home And I think oh. you 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 thought the same as well, I think, didn't you?
1: We had we had a couple of beers, me and Zoe, and uh, obviously I've got a tattoo of human centipede on my arm. So yeah. very 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 excited. Whatever is going to come next, I think it's a genius concept, but it's 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 Looney Tunes, this isn't it? It's it's like a m- mad bonkers comedy, horrible dirty exploitation film with. Uh, like the weirdest performance ever from Dita Laser. Yeah. Uh, and and you said it to me before I watched it. Everything he does is at 20 decibels. <laughs> like this. And it's literally how the fuck he kept that up for an entire movie. I'd have had an aneurysm if I'd have shouted like that that much, but I mean, it it was so much fun and it is Shit! It's a. Oh it's, yeah! Don't get me wrong. It is Tom shit. Six is so self-indulgent, isn't he? It's to like, the point
0: he, where he appears in the film as himself.
1: As yeah, well. getting, getting like what is he's like being like consulted on the real construction of a real human centipede. <laughs> I, I like the idea of it being a, like a prison deterrent and it's his, his, his madcap idea that if he constructs this makeshift human centipede and he's trying to do it humanely isn't he in the film yeah but obviously he doesn't because he's a nutter <laughs> um, and it's to deter people to coming back to prison because if you thought you're gonna you're gonna reconvict and you're going to get added back into this human centipede you're not going to commit any more crime it's like a clockwork orange in a way it's like aversion therapy if we keep showing you horrible rape videos videos and like giving you sickness pills you're not going to do it again so i like that spin on it but it's done in such a fucking bonkers way there's nobody nice in it even i mean poor brie olsen i mean oh god i mean brie olsen's like my number two porn star ever and i've seen (laughs) her get smashed in every way you can abuse a woman she gets abused and i've never got tired of watching it i I think brie olsen's brilliant and good for her you know she's become a star through it hasn't she and in this film she is treated like dog shit to the point where i don't want to give anyway any spoilers here but I had to defend her on Twitter because uh, Tom Six was interviewed by BBC Radio 1 and they said, your treatment of Brie Olsen in this film is like borderline abuse and all this. And then Tom Six quite wittily comes back with, you mean Brie Olsen, the porn star, like this. And I basically, it's awful, her treatment in the film. But... That's the charm of the movie. It is ridiculous, and you've got to like just take it as it comes with a pinch of salt. I loved it. Otherwise, this is probably the best one in terms of in, like fun factor.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think it's
1: yeah. Don't sit down with a wife and watch it and shit
2: because <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of them. No, is, is I've got it... to ask. Sorry, before you go on, yeah, who's go on. your number one porn star then, Ramrod? If she's <laughs> number two,
1: well, I don't know. Right, it's tough because my top two. We're always Brie Olsen and Natasha Nice. And I've got most of the films they star in together. <laughs> um, I think Brie kind of edges it because she retweeted my tweet and replied to my tweet. So probably, yeah, I know, after Ryan Reynolds. Replied to my tweet. Brie Olson replied to my tweet with a thank you. Um, so yeah, probably Brie Olson's prena pippy number one. But it depends what mood I'm in because that day it might not be somebody I know or I've ever seen before. But she might just tick the box. And now my missus is away for a week. I can just pick and choose. <laughs> <laughs> it's party time. <laughs> it's por- It's ex vid party time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brie because she's she's made it. She's transcended, you know, abuse by ugly men in America to becoming like she's a hero now because she's in a great horror movie. So good for her. She's a, a horror icon now. She's a scream queen.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: who knows what she'll be in next? I haven't looked actually. My bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zoe. I know Zoe's going to P- listen to this. Your PC yeah (laughs) it's
1: my phone actually (laughs) all right i've mastered the art of like anyway i'm not gonna go on
0: (laughs) you're just gonna dig yourself a deeper hole there mate
1: i'm gonna get buried as soon as she's back from cyprus there's gonna be no there's gonna be no rekindling love affair it's gonna be like i heard what you said about (laughs) porn don't think we don't get the internet out there
0: (laughs) (laughs) give me your phone
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I'm
0: terrified now. What have I done? (laughs) It's the be a werewolf, (laughs) Zoe. Well, I did see another IMAX one, went to see. um, San Andreas with The Rock. uh, And as much as I sort of derided Mad Max, a few... What the hell? (laughs) That was Sorry, it was
1: me. I was just bending the, the, the thing at my way. It that, went in my mouth. I, I had is visions that then
0: <laughs> that was like the last ten minutes of the last same coin episode. <laughs> it was when when your and Dit's arse were communicating with each other like like the end of close encounters. It was just like... I just
1: bent it out the way. I mean this is Are a perfect t- opportunity to mention um fresher foods pork scratch <laughs> What, what Which I for... enjoy on a regular basis. What, watch out for the video on YouTube soon. Mm.
2: Yeah,
3: They're See, so nice.
2: As I mentioned porn stars, it's like
0: you know, he's bending things out the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's like putting pork in his mouth. I don't know what's <laughs> this, what's going on. Hey, there. the only pork that goes in my mouth
1: is fresher foods, pork scratches. <laughs> as you can hear They're crunchy. Mm, they're so crunchy, they're so and they're full of protein
0: continue. I will continue. <laughs> San Andreas the rock, um, of which I'm sure he eats lots of, <laughs> of fresher food, spot scratchings for their protein, because he's, oh, he, yeah. he's beefed up to hell and back, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, I was saying when I Mad Max it like, just didn't do anything for me and that was just like crazy CG and loads of action. This is the same, almost, but I really enjoyed it. What? It, How it, could you not like Mad Max, I Dave? Don't like, I've got no interest in watching it again. God! I really don't. But San Andreas, I'd watch again. I'd buy it <sighs> and I'd watch it again. I don't know. It's the, it's the whole cheeseburger thing, isn't it? Right ingredients or oh, wrong ingredients. I've
1: got your fucking cheeseburger here for you,
0: mate. You've got plenty of cheese, mate. We know this. Oh mate, let's rock and roll. <laughs> um, quickly again, there's a there's a big review up on the website. Terminator Genesis. Uh, I enjoyed it. It split people down the middle again. Uh, could mess with your head regarding timelines and stuff but come on it's Arnie it's all about Arnie even though some of the jokes are a bit overplayed the smile ones just Mm. outstays it's welcome for starters the ridiculous bad boys music part way through in a chase there's bits that make you cringe but overall I really enjoyed it so that was good one film that I enjoyed loads that I'd got zero expectations for whatsoever kids film but it's got stuff in it that adults will appreciate. Paddington. There... Uh, either of you seen Paddington? Yes. Oh, I loved it. What did you think, Chris? I thought it was I, really
2: great. It was brilliant. It was like, yeah, it was one of those, because it was um, Cineworld. Uh, they do the sort of like the movies for kids, um, movies of juniors, I think it's called, on a, on a sort of like Saturday and Sunday morning. £1.50 entry for, you know, everybody. And we went to watch it because I I'll, I'll do. I think it's important that I want to take Lucy to the cinema. Um, I think our first, on our first cinema trip. She was about two, and she was really good. You know, she. I thought she was going to be a little shit bag, but she was actually. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was really good. But then, to be fair, you know, all the kids in there are little shit bags. So you know, because like with me, I like to watch a film. But obviously, in the cinema, it's not too bad. Anyway. But Paddington was so much fun. It was almost like you didn't think it was like a CG character. It was really well voiced, you yeah. know, kind of got all the ticks, all the right boxes. It got sort of like the peril, you know, Nicole Kidman was great. Um, you know, just, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was laugh out loud, funny in places. You know, it, it's cheesy and sort of like cliche to say, but it had something for everybody something for the adults, something for the kids. Hugh, uh, Hugh Bonneville in it was brilliant you oh know.
0: god yeah he was totally wasn't he
2: yeah absolutely fantastic
0: it's a funny you should say about the voice as well because uh, um colin firth originally voiced paddington they got him to, to voice him and they knew part way through that it just wasn't working the voice wasn't going with the character who does, oh, really?
1: it? Who does it who does his voice
0: oh god it's uh... it's ben wish is it Oh, um, ben, the, it, it is, yeah, Ben Wishaw. Is he the yeah, guy with
1: Sky, Skyfall on that?
0: That's it, uh, Q, Q. Yeah,
1: Q, I know. Yeah. I've not watched Paddington yet, but I've seen like Paul Kings, the director, and like he did Bunny and the Bong, which is just fucking absolutely awesome. Yeah. And he directed like all the mighty boosh and stuff, so if he's behind the boosh, then it's got yeah, to it be is. Good.
0: Sit down with Zoe one night and you'll both... I'll get the Blu-ray. It, yeah, you'll love it, you really will. Uh, another film... That I had like zero expectations for and loved every minute of it is Spy. Now you've not seen it yet, Ramrod. I know, have you? You've Am waiting right? for it to fucking come back. To come back, Chris. Have you seen Can't Spy? Oh,
2: no. Nope. This is Jason Statham, isn't it? And it
0: is, and he plays a character that um, just takes the piss basically out of the whole Jason Statham persona and what you know people think of him but he's so like he's really fucking hard man or he thinks he's a fucking hard man (laughs) whereas not he's the most bumbling shit agent you've ever seen um and it was it was like i again i thought it's gonna be it's gonna be shit really i went into it thinking that but there was literally laugh out loud parts in it and quite a few of them um, Jude Law in it is really good uh, Melissa McCarthy in it is really good And she doesn't play the typical um, Sort of like Bumbling fat woman uh, Oh look at me I'm just falling over and making mistakes She starts like that A character starts like that oh, And then she morphs into uh, This It's it's like um, Oh god I can't think of a good example The thingy Oh I I can't even think of a fucking name now. Your old fucking brains let you down again. I can only think it, of <laughs> I can only think of one thing at a time. Um,
2: I, I, I know what you need. You need a fresher foods pork scratching. To help you remember. He- oh, oh, interestingly
1: enough, I've got a bag of them right here, and I'm enjoying them.
2: Mm,
0: as we speak, the film that Angelina Jolie was in <laughs> the, the, when she plays the spy who's kicking ass. Salt. Yes, she turns into a character like that. Right. But believably like that as well and not as hot but well <laughs> 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 but i thought it was really good uh again whether it's you know you do sometimes go into movies don't you with like low expectations so sometimes the only way you can they can go is up but it, it didn't disappoint i would recommend it definitely i think you'll get something out of it if you watch it i also loved um now i'm not sure ramrod if you're going to correct me on this or not but I seem to recall you weren't too impressed with this. <laughs> Although I could be wrong, and please like correct me if I am wrong. Chappy. Well, I'll be honest with you. I talked to Diane Tward back, back,
1: back in like the first few episodes. Yeah, he did. And I was very much looking forward to seeing them on the big screen. Now, I did enjoy Chappie a lot, but Neil Blomkamp is capable of so much more. And it almost felt like he was on autopilot. It's a very good film, but it smacks a Robocop massively of District 9. I was entertained. It was very entertaining. um, But I wasn't. I preferred Elysium. Everybody like hated on Elysium as it being mediocre. I thought it was fucking awesome. Chappie's very good, but if you don't know who Diane Tward are, you're just gonna see these two people and go, they're really shit actors. And what the fuck is the point in it? It's a, it's, it's basically his love letter to his hometown because I think imminently he's not gonna be there anymore. Yeah. He's going to be in Hollywood and this was probably maybe his last hurrah for South African culture and everything he's grown up around and he's a big Diane Tward fan. Um, I got it. It was kind of him leaving, because you know he's doing Alien now. Yeah, We're not going to see another film like this. Um, but for Hugh Jackman's bad guy, we'll get that fucker watched because he's a bastard
0: in it. He is a bastard in it. And I've I found as well that like Neil Blomkamp's films have the best... CG effects in them, and Stunning. again, and he always puts the effect. They're always like, obviously, you know, it's South Africa. You're out in the bright sunlight. Yeah. There's no hiding anywhere, is there? Uh, and the robot chappie just looks. I think I'm watching it, going, yeah. I know this is CG, but it looks fucking real. It looks yeah. like it's a real robot walking around. And um, the vocal performance from Shalto Copley in it is just like amazing. He adds so much uh, like character and emotion. To, to the character of Chappie that you really care for him I was there going like you feel really sorry because shit happens to him uh, and you go, and you're fucking feeling so sorry for him and I loved it and it, like I say you know, I agree with you mate with Elysium I think that's very underrated um but, like, Neil Blomkamp's done no wrong for me so far. Everyone that he's done has been a mm. winner, yeah? So, look, you know, you can you imagine him making an alien film? It's, it's going to be done. mint, mate. Oh, God, that's going to be so good. Um, finally, the last film, and I said, you know, I went to the cinema with my son and watched um, Jurassic World. We did a double bill. We watched uh, Jurassic World was the second one that we watched, but before that we watched Ted 2. Uh, now, <laughs> I... <I've, laughs> I did laugh. <laughs> it's... I, I read reviews like stuff comes up on Twitter that you, that you can't avoid. I hadn't seen any trailers again for it, so I hadn't got no idea what was going to be up on the screen. But I'd read so many mixed reviews. People saying, "Oh, it's a bag of shit," other people saying it's good. I loved it. I loved it again. Laugh out loud places in it. There's some running jokes that go all the way through. Again, no spoilers. Can't really say too much about it apart from the fact that I, I laughed a lot, and you know that's what you want from a comedy. So. I would recommend Ted too, as well. And I think you, you were too, weren't you, Ramrod? Because I know you went to oh, watch
1: it. Oh, mate, we, we, me and Zoe went to watch it a couple of nights ago, and fucking, it, it's Patrick Warburton. I think he needs his own movie very soon, because if nobody's ever seen like Rules, I think it's Rules of en- Attraction, Rules of Engagement, the TV show he's on an E4 with David Spade, and he was the tick the tick again, is a great series nobody's ever seen the tick get the fucking tick it's amazing but he he's got a line at the beginning of the movie and um he he turns up with his new black boyfriend and he's a lot older than him and he and he says to mark walberg and ted he goes hey uh, this is my new boyfriend and and he go oh hey nice to meet you and he goes uh yeah he's a gourmet chef he really knows how to toss a salad and <laughs> that, that, that was it i was just I was done. I was pissing myself constantly. Zoe literally <laughs> lost her entire makeup, crying, laughing, watching a bit. I mean, there's a scene in a in a sperm bank, which is absolutely priceless. Oh and god! It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit too long. I felt, it, you know, he, I think McFarlane's got a bit carried away because he's kind of had free reign to do anything in this one. But it's it's as funny as the first one. Don't miss Ted Two if you like real yeah. funny shit. Yeah, it was good, and I love
0: um, Ted's double-barreled surname as well. <laughs> oh yeah, don't reveal it. I'm not going to reveal it. Don't that's reveal it. I just you find out because I mean the the whole sort of premise of the story is that like Ted is deemed property and not a person. So his marriage from the first film is like annulled. So it's his fight basically to be recognised as a person. So that leads to all sorts of shit going on. And yeah, he, he adopts this double barreled surname, which is just a classic. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, again, another recommendation. Dead 2. Thank you. Yeah, good. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's my movie chat done. So, uh, Chris, over to you, my friend.
2: Are we doing video games? Yeah, you want
0: to do games? Go to games, mate.
2: Um, Well, I guess you're going to talk about it in a bit more detail than myself, because I've only played about 12, 14 hours of this, what, 200-hour-plus epic... (laughs) um, And I think you've got up to 60 hours. Uh, It's The Witcher 3. I haven't played Witcher 1 or 2, so I didn't know much about the characters or about the world about the games you know you heard that they're generally well regarded pc games obviously this is the first time no witcher 2 came out on 360 i think but they are pc games predominantly and and so obviously this this is a, a big release for this year um and it's a third person open world rpg sort of like a cross between game of thrones and lord of the rings type stuff so there's like it's kind of set in this kind of Gritty, war torn country, Uh, similar to, say, Game of Thrones. The language in it is really sort of like full on you know you're you sort of like you, you could imagine fred truman sort of like having a field day in this uh, <laughs> this sort of country going around calling people uh, chunts and stuff like that <laughs> um and it's just like so i didn't know anything about sort of geralt the main character and i but i heard him described as a, a sort of a bit like a wolverine type character you know he's um sort of like uh you know a badass anti-hero type dude you know and uh, didn't know anything about his backstory or anything like that, but it does, does do that thing that you can sort of like simulate what happens in The Witcher 2, I guess, uh, to sort of like bring you up to speed with Witcher 3 and everything else. Um, it, I'm absolutely just. I, originally, I was going to get it because I thought I'd heard it's over a 200 hour game. It's just reviewed incredibly well across the board, you know, just got amazing reviews, but even so, I still haven't played Skyrim because it frightens me just Mm -hmm. being the the sort of like, it scares me to think that I could put that much time into a game. But you know, what's kind of made me think to relax with it all is just to think, and and I've said this on the same coin is just, if if this game takes me like two years to finish, I'll just do it. I mean, I haven't played it for about six weeks uh, because I've been on holiday and other things. Um, But I know that I'll come back to it and I'll just kind of pick up where I left off. You know, the, 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 A lot of the, uh, it reminds me a lot of Red Dead Redemption, you know, which I know you loved. Um, You're kind of going around on your horse, you know, you're meeting random people, random events happen. There is an ongoing story which you could just follow, or, you know, you could just explore and just, you know, enjoy this world, take it all in. it just one of the I think what did it for me was one of the, the first stories and about you're at eight hours into it at this stage but it's kind it's the bloody baron story and Ooh, I, yeah. still, I still haven't finished that storyline but it, it's but there's it I mean it's been out for a little while now but the, the, the guy the bloody baron he's this kind of like um this leader you know kind of a makeshift leader he hasn't been appointed from from what I understand he's just like a big tough guy you know and people have he's just kind of taken over he's kind of caught in between these two wars and warring factions and stuff like that um and, and he's just kind of in charge of this this thing and there's a story where his his wife and his daughter have disappeared so he asks you to help find them and he, in in exchange for information about your quest so you go off and do this and then you've got this kind of thing it's a bit like uh, you're a detective almost as well you know you, you're a tracker so you can go into this mode where you can see clues and you can see things that will lead you on to your next thing and it's um it, it's sort of like uh, you just don't expect what's going to happen with it you know and it's it's pretty heartbreaking in places, like this particular story. I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to say too much because I want people to experience it for what it is. But mm-hmm. you know, as the story goes on, and as you start to unvi- unvi- un, uh, sort of unravel this story with with this guy and what actually happened to his wife and daughter, it's it's pretty tough. You know, it's not the kind of thing you get in video games, generally speaking. the vo- The voice acting is impeccable. You know, it, it's just you know just yeah it's multiple choices in terms of like you can sort of like make choices in terms of conversation trees and stuff like that with a lot of the characters but and then there's the important choices which you're timed on so it's got a lot of mass effect in it and everything else but i think it's wonderful you know it's stunning to look at it's just it feels like a living breathing world you know which is the biggest compliment i could give to red dead redemption you know so but you've yeah. played more of it than me so what, what do you think
0: oh yeah i love it just on a side note quickly um you were mentioning about you know how good the voice acting is the voice actor who voices um, Geralt, a guy called Doug Cockle, I think it is, is uh, coming up to the Comic Con here in North Wales in November. Oh so wow! I, yeah, so that will be good. So I'll be taking my copy of The Witcher there and getting him to sign that. Um, yeah, I got. I mean, Fordy may well berate me when he listens to this, but this has overtaken Red Dead. Now was my favourite open world game. Nice. I'm yes, yeah, sixty plus hours into it. I'm currently level thirty two. Um, and obsessed with it uh, to the point where, and I was like you at the start, mate, thinking because you know when you're faced with because I started Skyrim, but I didn't get too far into it because you can be a bit overwhelmed with stuff to do and the amount knowing that you know you've got like a hundred hours maybe to put into it before you're going to like complete it or anything. Um, but what I've found that I'm doing now that is, say I've got 20 minutes. Okay, I've got 20 minutes gaming time. I'll fire it up, I'll put the map on, and there's all these question marks everywhere, and you don't know what's at the question mark. It could be one of these places of power, it could be like a little village that needs clearing of monsters, it could be a hole in the ground where they come out of, anything could happen there. So, okay, I'll go and do two question marks, or sometimes you only get time to do one question mark, and that's it. Whereas if I've got an hour or two, well, then I'll do a mission, a side mission, or a Witcher contract. Because there's all these notice boards everywhere uh, when you find all these new places. And these will give you contracts. Witcher contracts, where you go and hunt different monsters, or you can get new side quests. And the size of some of these side quests are bigger than the majority of like main quests in a lot of games. Um, and I'm so immersed in it, because you're saying about like the dialogue tree that you get. And there's always one at the top that's highlighted in yellow, and this would be like especially good if you're going to play through it for a second time, and you, you know you've gone through everything anyway. You just click on the yellow one, it'll go through that, and it'll progress the story. The the ones underneath that are white, they they will give you more dialogue options, but it'll just flesh out the story for it without progressing the quest, and then that goes to grey once you've done it. Now, normally, I just click on the yellow one just to forward the story. I'm clicking on all the white ones, mm-hmm. which will lead yeah. to other white ones. And I'm, like, really immersed in the whole story, the whole lore of the land. And you find out, like, so much from it. And you, like, you pick up these books and notes and I'm reading all of these. Uh, there's just so much to do. And it's just, I think a good, what the main thing of a video game is when you think about it, you know, when you're, like, you're at work or you're set at home and your ps4 or your pc or whatever you're playing it on is not on and you start thinking about it and i found myself like loads thinking oh yeah i need to go there like, yeah i wonder what's there and if i do this and a couple of things that did get me really confused and i know 40 talks about it on one of uh, the same coin episodes not long ago was um like the crafting and the alchemy in it which did get me at the start and i wasn't bothered like crafting oils which you need to do all the monsters and everything. Um, but that's made sense now, and the main one is Gwent. Have you been playing Gwent?
2: Yeah, this is the card game which yeah. it baffles me. I, I'm not particularly. I'm not a very good card player anyway in any kind of card games, you know, apart from Rummy. But um, it's sort of like you know, I get a bit lost with it all. Or top trumps. I love top trumps. Oh god, you can't that, get wrong that, with top trumps. That's to the extent of my card playing. You
0: know expertise. <laughs> so yeah. I was the same. I was totally lost. I had not a clue. So I just ignored Gwent. And then I thought, no, I'm going to find out what you do. And there's a great... I mean, there's a lot of videos, like tutorials on uh, YouTube that you can watch. But there's one I would recommend that everybody watches. I'll put a link to it on the podcast notes. And I think it's um, by... I think it's an Xbox One tutorial. And it's this girl that does it. And it's like 14 minutes long. And I watched that 14 minutes later everything made sense as far as gwent was concerned so mm. now i've found myself playing it and all like the nuances of the game and i'm collecting all the cards and it's like that's a whole game in itself so yeah it's there's just so much to do so much to do it and cd project
2: red the people who've made this uh, game you know they've done it the right way in, i mean there is a season pass but there's a lot of free DLC that they've been introducing. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of stuff that they've put in there which, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do. You know, they'd kind of nickel and dime you, but uh, they, they're doing it the right way. And I'm pleased that they've had one of the biggest selling games of the year because they deserve it. You know, um, it's, it's a cracking game, they really. Is. And they
0: do support it well as well. I know when I, I bought the game. I did stump up for the... I think there's two big lots of DLC coming with, like, 20- and 30-hour um, quests coming in. But then, the, aren't they also releasing, like, drip-feeding different missions as well and supporting it that way? And it's had, was it, five patches as well already? Addressing yeah. stuff. And another one incoming soon?
2: Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It really is massive achievement. I'm so pleased. I'll, I'll, actually, talking right now, I want to go back and play it. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely recommend that easily. What else, mate? What have you been doing? I know we're listening to the latest Same Coin. I listened to, it to today. You've been firing your PC up a little bit, haven't you, now? I have,
2: yes. I've been playing a lot of Batman, um, Arkham Origins... Um Really enjoyed that. I mean, a lot of people deride it as being sort of like one of the worst Batman games. It's Although it's the Origins game, so it's kind of like, you know, as Batman's starting to get, he's a vigilante and Commissioner Gordon's after him and whatever. And you, you don't see the joke. You don't know who the Joker is. You know, there are some bad guys and stuff like that. He gets a contract put on his head. And it gets der- even though it's the third, it's, so it's the third one in the series. So you got uh, Asylum, then City, then Origins, and now obviously Knights come out, um, which I'm playing, playing as well, which is is good. But this was really good, and I'm playing. There's a uh, DLC, I think it's called the Cold, the Cold, Cold Heart or something like that. It's got Mister Freeze in it, and that's very good. I just started playing that, so um, yeah, uh, that, I'd recommend that, and, and I'm kind of champion. Feel the need to champion it a little bit, because like I said. People just say, "Well, it's not made by Rocksteady, so it's got to be shit," you know. Which, you know, that that's it's not the case at all. It's mm-hmm. it's probably it's it's really good. Haven't played much of City, um, but I want to go back and play that. So, but yeah, Arkham Knight, from what I've played so far, is good. Uh, a lot of the Batmobile stuff is all, all but pointless, but it is quite fun to razz around in the Batmobile, as you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, and definitely, if you see that, and if you you are interested, I mean, are you interested in the Batman games either of you? Have you played Asylum, um, City, any you know any I, of those games? Yeah,
0: I completed Asylum. No, I didn't. I got to the end, near the end of Asylum and a stupid fucking boss battle put me off finishing oh, there it. Here we go. So <laughs> here we go. And I played about half of City.
2: That's the point, actually, because I finished Shadows of and Wardour, and I I kind of. I did die a lot because it 's one of those games that you get better the the more experience you get the the more skills you get, so the better at the game you are and because you you know you you become more of a tougher bastard. but at what point couldn't you get past a boss or something because I thought there's been no bosses particularly it was more I just got swamped by orcs and stuff like that, yeah, so there's a
0: point in the game you start off with the map you 've got this big map haven 't you and then there 's a point in the game where you have to defeat somebody and it opens up a whole new map. Mm. It was him that I just couldn't get past.
1: Okay. I bet it was piss easy, wasn't it, Chris? <laughs> it was piss easy. I was <laughs> like,
2: what the fuck? This isn't hard. <laughs> well, you know, you are ancient, Dave. Let's well, be that's honest. it. His name.
1: arthritis gets the better of him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't press the buttons quick
0: enough. No, <laughs> that's it. Failing eyesight and everything. Slow reactions. Yeah. What it's all that? right,
1: mate. It's all right, mate. You'll be all right, Dave. Yeah. Cod liver oil, that's supposed to be good for, you, for <laughs> yeah. your joints. Yeah. I'll liven you up a bit, mate. Mm. Oh, okay. How's that Polish beer been treating you tonight? It's. It was very nice. I finished it. You've been very chatty. <laughs> 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 well, fucking video... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about video games. How, how about that?
2: Go what on, shocked.
1: That shocked you, didn't it? Bloody And how? guess what? It's a fucking moan about one. And it's not a boss battle. Because we didn't even get to a fucking boss. Because we spent half our lives spinning around in bastard circles wondering what the fucking point was. And I'm talking about (laughs) Lego Jurassic World. And after watching that film twice in the cinema, I was never more excited than to pick up a second-hand copy and see X, take it home for me and my good lady to put it on two players. And we were very, very excited when you've got all the, you know, the uh, speech from the movie, the music from the movie, and the madcap Lego humour going on in the background. And it starts off with Jurassic Park with the load in the Raptor in, and you're Robert Muldoon and a little worker, and you're working together. And it's like, oh, this is really exciting. And then you get the choice you get flown in on helicopter and you land on the helipad and you can go to your right and go to Jurassic Park or to your left and go to Jurassic World now I assume they're both open and you can go wherever you want so we thought well we'll start off going to Jurassic Park and do it in sequence of the movies well we played it for a couple of hours and I'll be honest I've sold the fucking thing because how the hell this is a kid's game is beyond me Because it was so fucking frustratingly weird. I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to be doing. I like a linear sort of... Uh, unless it's a role playing game like Red Dead or GTA where you know you can do other things. If this is a kids game, then I can imagine kids having mental breakdowns playing it because there's <laughs> it gives you no idea of what to do next. I need to be shown when I play Call of Duty or when I play Devil May Cry, any any of these games we talked about, you shoot the thing, you move on. You can see where you've got to go next. With this, all we were doing were running around Jurassic Park, smashing plants apart, which are made of Lego, and collecting the little coin things that drop, and then doing it again and again and again and again until God knows what the fuck was going on. We saw one dinosaur and we could control it. Mm-hmm. It was a triceratops, which is a good dinosaur, but it's not the dinosaur you want to play as. And there's, oh, I just fucking I lost my temper with it and I took it and I've sold it. <laughs> I've took it, I've filmed it. I don't know, honest to God, there's probably a couple of like nine year old kids listening to this now going, You're just a belly <laughs> then aren't you? <laughs> Because you didn't try hard enough. But You've
0: played Lego games before, though, haven't
1: you? I, I've played the Indiana Jones one, and it does push you forward. You know, it's like, I, I like a smash TV where you're playing things. I want to complete that screen and move on to the next one. I need somebody to tell me what to do! <laughs> I can't be arsed looking for something to do. Because I will get bored and go on a killing spree. So in Jurassic Park, you can't go on a killing spree, because it's Lego. So... I mean, I did get to play as Ian Malcolm, which, you know, what video games you get to be Jeff Goldblum in? You don't, do you? Ever. (laughs) I'm thinking of Mega Drive games, Master System games. You've never been able to be Jeff Goldblum, but you do get to be him in this, which was great for two seconds. And then I realised I don't know what to do next. To get to this bit, you need a character you haven't even unlocked yet. So you're going to have to unlock it, then go back 100 years and unlock that coin. I thought, fuck off, Lego. You know, I didn't even get to be Chris Pratt. I gave up. I know Zoe's going to come back off holiday and go, I can't believe you fucking sold it. But I needed the money, babe. I needed the money for beer. <laughs> Honest to God, somewhere out there in Lego Jurassic Park world is a, gr- is a great game, probably a great game, but I haven't got that sort of time. I'm dying slowly one minute at a time here. I need to live my life, and I don't want to spend it running around Jurassic Park looking for a leaf, which is made of Lego, fuck off. So there's my there's my video
3: game <laughs> talk this month.
1: I've gone literally back to Angry Birds and FIFA. Nice. Can't go wrong yeah. with them. Well, you can't go wrong, and they don't let you down. They don't make you think. I don't want to think. <laughs> Stop making me think. I have to think all day in work. I want to shoot ISIS, or I want to murder a <laughs> prostitute and get my money back. <laughs> I want to score the winning goal. I don't want to think. And Lego, damn you. You know, it's a kid's game. You've made me feel thick <laughs> for not getting it. You know, uh, there's nothing really I fancy playing at the moment until fucking Battlefront comes out. And I'm going to get my dick out when that comes out because it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It certainly does. I mean, E3 was full of beautiful things, but nothing more so beautiful as when Darth Vader turned up on Hoth and then Luke turns up and you have a little scrap. That'll do me.
2: Yeah, it did look very good, because that's the first time we've seen some actual gameplay footage, and it, it looked mint. It did look really Yeah, really good. it was bob
1: on, wasn't it, you know? I mean, maybe one day I'll have a PS4 and I can join in your conversations. <laughs> 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 Witcher sounds amazing. I know me, I know my sister Jen's been playing it with Martin as well, and they're absolutely like engulfed by it. Their entire life is Witcher, and it looks amazing. And the great thing is the main guy's Welsh.
0: What more do you need? Yeah, there's quite a few Welsh characters in it. Is there any sheep shagging? Uh, there's a, there's a lot of shagging in it. Is one of them called Taff? Taffy John. <laughs> yes, you walk into it. You walk into a bar somewhere. And Taffy John's playing darts. That would just I, be. He's be playing the, table billiards or whatever it's called. Yeah, and you have got Fred Truman like down in another pint in there. That that would be good DLC that they should do, like an indoor league DLC for Witcher Three. That'd just be ideal.
2: I thought there was going to be some goat shagging at one point, and I'm I'm being serious because goat you have to go and find this goat for this this weird sort of like guy in a cabin, and he's describing how much he loves this goat, and he'll help you, but you've got to find his lost goat. Then you've got to lead the goat back to his cabin. Oh
0: god, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm not making that up, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I was just pissed off I lost my out on my chance to have like a three-way. I I fucked it up. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't complain. I've had four shags in the game already, but th- there, was a, there was a chance. Well, the real life of... <laughs> there, was, <yeah. laughs> there was a chance of some three way action, and I just fucked it up with the dialogue choices. So.
1: Are you serious? I'm serious, yeah. You can have a threesome yeah, by... yeah. based on what you choose to say in the game. Yeah, I fucked with i a unicorn fuck it in it.
0: It's like a mixing. Yeah. It's
1: great. You need to go online, mate, and look for a cheat and sort that shit out because that's the closest thing you're ever going to get to a three-way now, mate. (laughs) I'm not being funny, mate. Are you joking? You can have a threesome in it. Yeah, you can. Does it show the shagging and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naked, titties, boots. What? Ass, everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Full
0: frontal, mate. It's all on.
1: We've come such a long way since Chuck.
0: There's no Geralt witch, though. You don't see that. Oh. Be, it'd be too fucking awesome if it's a big Welsh witch. <laughs> it it'd be like his third sword that he'd got the choice oh. of. He'd, he'd have a choice of steel, silver or meat to pick from. As is his, that thing, what that the game's weapons. Weapons, like? It? Yeah. you have to
1: select it and all that. Yeah. You can imagine.
2: But it is, I mean, a lot of the, the I mean, you know, it's a video game, so I don't tend to get sort of excited about female characters. But fucking hell, this, the the women in this, I, I was like, um, was, there's Yennefer at yeah. the start. Fucking hell, she's hot. Yeah. She, 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 <laughs> seriously, she's hot. And and this is the thing, no, this is the start of the game. So he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of dreaming a little bit about it. And this is the tutorial, so it's not really spoiling anything. But he's kind of, he's getting out of the bath um and so i think you see his ass and stuff like that but yeah, anyway yeah. She, so he, like she's saying right you got to go out and train um you know you sort of step type thing and he's like yeah but i'd rather stay here and fuck you and it's like that's the kind of conversation he's having you know and this this is games i only just started i'm thinking this is the best game ever <laughs> oh. you know because this is trick she's like hot she's like sort of like there naked sitting there brushing her hair and he's just got out of the bath, and he's a bit horny, as you'd imagine. And he's like, you know, no, I don't want to go outside and work. I want to have a shag. And he's like, love it. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Although it doesn't go down. That it could have gone down the, um, you know, the old like Daily Thompson dec- Catholic route, and you've got to like really like pound the ball waggle. waggle like fuck. But yeah, it doesn't <laughs> go that far. <laughs> you can that do that. Awesome. That's optional. That's optional. <laughs> <laughs> you could waggle something while you watch it if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah
1: you dirty old bastards a pair <laughs> no. I bet when everybody goes out you dig out your own copy of dead or alive beach volleyball don't you <laughs>
2: and... Sam Fox's strip poker that's what I think yeah. oh bad. I
1: remember that what was
2: the leisure suit Larry was another one That's had some yeah. titties in it yeah I tell you what in one of my earliest um, memories of getting excited um, pre-wanking <laughs> I <can't remember> <laughs> this. fucking hell here we go <laughs> 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 was um, Barbarian on um, the Spectrum yeah. the Cover of that because it had Maria Whittaker in yes. a, an amazing bikini and Wolf <laughs> from Gladiator before he was Wolf from Gladiators, um, and and she was just there, sort of like he was standing there with his sword in his hand and uh, it, it actually real sword, and sort of like she was there, sort of holding onto his leg, sort of like you know, in this bikini. Oh, Maria Whittaker. <laughs>
3: Oh. You're
1: right, Chris. Yeah, have a minute, mate. Yeah, just take a moment, mate. Put it on mute, mate.
2: <laughs> I'm going to Google it now. Maria Whittaker. I bet she doesn't look like anything like she used to look. But uh... she looks like <laughs> the
1: f- Meg Mucklebones from Legend. That fucking <laughs> thing that comes out the swamp. My my first my first sexual experience with the Rancor monster. But I think we've covered this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I'll have her again. You will. <laughs> collector's item now that's the only problem isn't it it's not like some like rat mag you could pick up for two quid it's oh, no. like an expensive star wars toy from yeah. 1984 yeah you're gonna have to pay to get that pleasure back mate it wasn't pleasure dave it was too much teeth as always <laughs> he was all teeth the rancor. you tried didn't you you did i didn't try i succeeded <laughs> let's get that clear <laughs> I tell you what, Linda Lovelace had nothing on the Rancor monster.
0: (laughs) Easy to wash clean as well.
1: Well, at that juncture, I'm just going to have one of my um, fresher foods (laughs) pork scratchings, because it's it's full of protein and really good for you, as is sperm.
0: (laughs) 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 Or so we're told in science. Is that what your science teacher told you? What was he doing at the time? (laughs) It was a she, actually. Oh, okay.
1: She was minging, though. When she used to get really upset, there was always one girl in the class that fucking pushed her to her limit. She used to foam at the sides of her mouth and look like cum. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it. And it was only this one girl that could really fuck her off every lesson. She We're all your lads,
0: push... like trying every lesson, trying to get this girl to wind the teacher up, then just so the teacher would do that. She
1: had cum mouth, yeah. <laughs> she was minging, though, you know. If it was like our maths teacher it was really hot, it would have been a different story. But she wouldn't have got exasperated because she was cool and young.
0: <laughs> the things you think about. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get you go from video games to cum mouth of your teacher <laughs> <laughs> in one easy step. <laughs> it's pretty good going. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, it's if you teacher. can have yeah. yeah. The Witcher, oh, here's
1: to The Witcher, because I've heard so many great things about it, honest to God, if I had a PS4 and no job, then I would play The Witcher.
2: You'd have to, you gonna yeah. have to. See, I just, at this time in my life, I'm 39 years old now, obviously, I do get the time to play video games, but just imagine being sort of like 14, 13, oh, 14 years gosh, old, yeah. imagine having all the time in the world just to play these games, fucking, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? You yeah,
0: know? but he would be.
2: It's some sort of the shit that we used to play when we were kids, yeah. you know. And, and don't get me wrong, it was great at the time, but this stuff that the kids get to play now is just off the charts, you know. Mm. <sighs> anyway, I've put um, a picture of Maria Whitaker into the chat. If <laughs> <laughs> I was more turned on by Wolf. He looks amazing on that picture.
0: love his wig. He's he is. massive, isn't he? He is. I like he's... how he's, it's the way the positioning of his sword is sort of very sort of phallic isn't it the way he's holding it there in front of Maria Whittaker's cleavage as well looks like a bad news
1: album cover it does (laughs) man of war album cover (laughs) have some of that mate
3: Mm.
1: I used to love barbarian I used to love them little ratty goblins that come and drag the corpse away at the end it's such a good game kick
2: the decapitated head across the screen
1: that was it do you remember do you Uh, remember in Golden Axe them little fuckers that used to come on used to kick the shit out
2: yeah the best Little thing. Bastards. Little
1: fucker. I used to love Golden Axe. Oh, it's amazing.
0: There's far too many pictures of Maria Whittaker on this gallery, mate. It's just, like, there's not enough. I'm still going. Geez. Really? No. Yeah. This yes. I like the one that says Maria Whittaker's Christmas box. What, <laughs> <laughs> there's a present you'd like to open her Christmas she's, box. She's got that
1: real casting couch look about her, isn't she? <laughs> there. I'm here for the job, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's like shh, just be quiet and let me do everything. I bet she was <laughs> so exploited, this girl. Well, quite clearly she was looking at these pictures. <laughs> that picture's good. That the one that looks like Simon Cowan with the big broadsword as well. The black and white picture. And the one before it with the massive dead monster on the floor. <clears throat> Anybody who's like Google Barbarian 2 and look at the big monster and he's got an axe and she's got a sword. Oh, why have I not? Why have I never seen these? Oh, yeah, there's the Christmas one. Oh, yeah. a tennis one. Mm-hmm. She's got massive tits. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, people, people always used to get mad over sort of like Sam Fox and stuff, but it was always Maria Whittaker when I was growing up. Yeah. Good choice. I can, I'm
1: down with that mate i can honestly say i was not aware of her look at that picture with games master over a tit from conan <laughs> the that's so funny oh god uh, anybody listening now we're just we're, We've we're lost scrolling them, through We've these pictures. Them, yeah.
0: you need to get online and just you know search for maria Whistler. is that her
1: now that old woman <laughs> <laughs> i don't out. think i don't no. think so no oh there she is now oh she's minging anyway that's enough of that yeah Anyway,
0: Chris, any other video video games? Uh, uh, Non-cum. No, Non-cum? <laughs> <laughs> You're still scrolling through the gallery, He's aren't you? He's doing
2: German now. Non-cum. No,
0: nein! <laughs> nein! <laughs> oh, none spring to mind. I I've got a couple of quick ones to run through. Um, I want to... You talked about this on the same coin a few episodes back, Chris. And from the sounds of it, it was one that I think you might have given up on. It was a free... Uh, PS Plus game, uh, Race the Sun. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the stuff you said about it, I totally agreed with you, but I stuck with it. It's one of those that if you stick with it and you spend like sort of the experience point stuff and you can add all the upgrades and add double jumps and all this other stuff, it really opens up the game. And I've got to level 20 at the moment on it. And it's, I think if you get over that sort of 30-minute hump of it, it adds so much that the game really opens up, so I'd recommend that you go back to that, mate, and give it another go. Okay. Um, for anybody listening, it's it's like a passive version of Space Harrier, really, isn't it? You're flying into the screen, very primitive graphics, but there's no shooting going on. You just have to avoid everything that's just, flying towards the screen. Yeah, yeah. dodging
2: stuff. I think It's one of those where I was, because I have just stockpiling all these PlayStation Plus games, and it's just, they're on my hard drive. I thought, I'll give them 20 minutes, and if they grab me, I'll keep them. If not... I'll get rid, and it it didn't. But I think I can see where it was going. But I just thought I'm probably not going to put much more time into mm. this one. So
0: it is a good one, and the latest uh, PS Plus game. I want to put more time into it, Rocket League, which is Ramrod. We've got to play this because I'm right in saying you can play it co-op, can't you? I think so.
2: I think there's four play, up to four play. Yeah, I've heard yeah. really good things about this damn yeah. earlier on. Yeah. So
0: we'll definitely play this. I had, I've had like two or three goes on it. Really enjoy it, but for some reason, and I don't know if it's just my like PS4 or anybody else is having the same problem. Fucking hell, it the the fan sounds like an aircraft taking off every Mm. time that I play it. So I've stopped playing it now and hope like there's a patch that might sort it out so that like put me off playing anymore. But it is really good, the stuff that I've seen. Um, And then the last two, even though I'm on a Mac, I took advantage of the Steam summer sale that was on, uh, which is a while ago, shows how long since we recorded. And I think it was a quid. I bought Cubit. You know the old Cubit games. It's like Cubit oh, yeah. re- rebooted. Yeah, yeah, it's got the old version on it, uh, which is a lot harder than I remember it being. And it's got like this rebooted one. But the the weird thing is, even though it's like I don't know, it's like thirty years ago Cubit was out, something like that. I still remember the pattern of how to go to do it all in one go and keep going through it. So that was all right. And the final one, which I'm having a ball with, and I'm really late to the party. And you must have played it, Chris. Goat Simulator. No, I haven't. Have I've you? heard loads. Of, I've heard loads of things. It's just mental, but I haven't played it yet. It is yet. mental. I've like my son has been playing it for ages. And again, this was in the sale. It was like about two pounds something, so I picked it up. Uh, you basically you walk around. It's like a third person open world, but you're a goat. Uh, Physics in it are ridiculous. You get people walking around who just collapse. I have never laughed as much playing a video game as I have playing this. How long that lasts, I've got no idea. But there's just ridiculous stuff. Like You'll find like big uh, like firework rockets, and you'll headbutt it, and then you'll stick to the rocket, and you'll go flying up in the air. And then you'll be walking past people. And because the physics are all over the place, I ended up with this woman sat on my back, riding me, so then I jumped on a roller coaster that did a loop-the-loop, loop, and we got to the top of the loop, and it threw us out onto a road, and this van hit the woman and took her flying onto a water slide. There's all sorts of weird stuff, and there's things to collect, these, these little golden goats that you can collect all across everywhere. Um, it's rough around the edges, don't get me wrong, but for fun and having a laugh. You've got to play it, mate. You really have got to play it. And this, yeah, there's an mmo in it as well there's two levels there's two city levels that i got and there's an mmo in it as well so i started playing that really yeah wow. yeah which i wasn't expecting it's weird to me because
2: like there's um octodad i don't know if you've played that one
0: i've got it i've played the first level up to now
2: because that's another one that kind of messes with the physics side of things and yeah. you know you've got to try and Control all these limbs, and the controls aren't precise at all, but that's where the fun comes into it. And I think the surgeon simulator, which I've heard of, and again, you're doing operations, but you can the controls are really dodgy, and you end up doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things. But it's amazing to think that these games, where they've got basically you know, people moan about anything with video games these days, but these games have become really successful, and I think mainly because of the controls. And the physics are, are a bit weird and wonderful, and it does strange things. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like they—I wouldn't say that they're broken, but they're just kind of like that adds to the fun factor. The fact that they aren't precise, they're not polished, they're not sort of like you know, amazing. The triple games.
0: Yeah, it is. But yeah. I know this has been out for a long time, though, hasn't it? People have been raving about it, but yeah, I'm glad I got it in the sale.
2: Ah, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's coming to PS4 uh, later on this year, I think. It's an on Xbox One, but I think it's coming out to... It's just been announced for PS4. Oh, nice.
0: Yes. Right, have we got anything else? I, no, I
2: don't think so. Not from my point of view. No? Um. There, there was a... I was going to mention that perhaps maybe, not cause do a massive tribute, but uh, obviously Christopher Lee unfortunately passed away. Um, In between the last time we recorded, and just really just to sort of like recognise that you know just a what you know phenomenal actor, and more recently in obviously Lord of the Rings playing Saruman, and he was. I can't say without with a fucking straight face, but Count Dooku in the <laughs> in the style you know the Star Wars movie uh, more recently as well, but in Sarum in Lord of the Rings, you you know just brought so much gravitas to that movie, you know. But a legend, absolute legend, you know. What yeah. what can you say? Whenever you think about him, I always think about Dracula. There's there's that's it. Do you know what I mean? There's been so many Draculas, you know. But that's the first, one of the first things that comes to mind. Obviously, the Wicker Man, but you know just just a, a, a you know amazing oh, was he 90 how old was he 90 something no he's well into his 90s
0: wasn't he? he was the last last of the horror legends wasn't he
2: yeah, yeah. absolute legend really really was
0: right anything else Ramrod anything huh oh are you just looking at the link of the Maria Whittaker in Mayfair that I put into the chat box
1: no I was just about to enjoy some of my um... what do you think these are Dave ah uh... <laughs> your your testicles, they've mm. <laughs> mm. fresher foods, pork scratchings, the ones and onlys. I don't know if I mentioned them already. No, no, are they Abby, good?
0: Have, have
1: they got any protein? In them? Lots of protein, high in protein, taste amazing, and probably the best pork scratchings you can buy. That said, um, I did put out a thing on Facebook earlier today about. Anybody had any shout outs or anything? Because I thought I'd do that for a change. And I had one reply. Hooray. Um, it's an old lad from Chirk called Greg Smith. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. He put on the FIFA tournament on the PS4 at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. So happy birthday to him. Put another fucking tournament on and <laughs> invite me so I can redeem myself. Because I've played it a lot more since then. Um. Yeah, just a little, just a little, I'm so happy to be talking to you
0: all again, to be honest, because I've missed doing this. Well, we'll be doing another one in a few weeks. We'll be doing a catch up because we're still a month behind. So we need to catch up.
1: I had a whole thing about erotica in cinema prepared. But and and the thing about the new grey book, um, from the author of the Fifty Shades of Grey. A new book came out and it's all from Christian Grey's perspective of what happened when he buggered that girl in the other books.
3: Oh.
1: So I was gonna do a whole piece on that, but maybe I'll save it for a future episode because uh, it's one for the ladies.
0: Yeah. Alright then. Save save it for next time maybe then. Indeed. Yeah. Right, Mm. Ramrods, how can people follow you online then? Follow me online I
1: am on Twitter at Ramrods underscore ghost and I do tweet on occasion when I've had a beer and I'm watching a film also on Instagram at Ramrods underscore ghost where you can see me with my top off (laughs) and if you hashtag as well and here's something you might not know if you hashtag 60 minutes with one word, six zero numerical you'll see everything I tag is on there Mm. So I'm keeping Instagram film full of mostly me with my top off.
0: <laughs> yes, just go to Instagram and search for hashtag 60 minuteswith. With.
1: And look at the shit I put up.
0: Yes, it'll all be there. You in all your glory.
2: And all my shit.
0: Yes. Chris, what about you and and that other show that you do as well?
2: Yes, I'm a, so I'm at dastardly jabby, Um and then the same coin, if you want to listen to, I suppose, more video game chat, bullshit, farting, all sorts, um, <laughs> that's what we do, so uh, yeah, check out the website, the um, 60 Minutes with website, there is some amazing stuff on there, I know I say it all the time, but I am really proud of everything that's gone up on there, and I always say it to these guys, and, and they get bored of me saying it, but it'd be nice for people to go and have a look, because there's, there's so much content, there's going to be something for everybody, you know, so...
0: Yeah, okay. and there's, there's always new stuff going up, too. Yeah. Mm. Right, with that, would you like to say goodbye to everybody or, or anybody <coughs> that listens to us? It's it's the revenge of fresher foods that Paul's so scratching fresh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the the Honest
1: hell? to God, one was stuck right in my fucking throat, in me gullet, in me root gullet. <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> now we know that Ramrod's a gagger.
1: Oh That's fuck like... it out! It was a tiny little bit. Got nothing on for it. It's not their fault. It's my fault for <laughs> eating them wrong.
0: Did you Goodbye. inhale? Have you done that when you tried to inhale when you're eating something? <laughs> oh,
1: I'm just had to hack it back <laughs> up. Mate. It just—I didn't chew it. I'm glad I've got <laughs> I regurgitate.
0: Are you—are you masticating it now? It just didn't it chew
1: it enough. It was too dry going down. <laughs> It's still not going down. Ah, oh, it's upset me now.
0: Oh, no we more. That? Yeah, no more now. No, stop it now.
1: I've run out of beer ages ago. That's why I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pleasure as always. Thanks very much. Bye, everybody. Right. See you later.
0: Right then, hopefully this episode piqued your interest in a few things that you're going to seek out uh, after you've listened to us. Ramrod even did you a favour and pointed out a couple of movies as well to avoid. Um, But having said that, if you watched Tony or Hyena and you enjoyed them, please send us an email and let us know your thoughts about it. Uh, You can do that. You can email us by... You can go to the website, which is 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there. Or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. You can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 60minuteswith. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we are at 60minuteswith. So all that remains is to say whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening, stay subscribed, and we will be back again soon.